The animals, the animals, trap, trap, trap till the cages fall. The cages fall, the day is new, and everyone is waiting, waiting on you. Did they change the shirts for Veronica Mars? Well, the original designs for the Veronica Mars Kickstarter were like on colors and stuff, and they changed it to black. Why like, did they change it to black for like ch- other... it's cheaper to print, probably? Maybe, but every... I'm just fucking tired of black nerd shirts. I don't did need you get your shirt yet? Oh, do no. you want a free Entertainment Weekly T-shirt? No. I got an Entertainment Weekly subscription, uh-huh. and I forgot for some Bill, reason it you comes... didn't. Sherlock Holmes did. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I can give it to Watson. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's but the Boy Hattie Podcast. My Watson isn't hot like... I'm Annie in this build. Who's the hot Watson that everyone wants to fuck? Hotson? Well, there's Jude he Law. Was the, yeah, the robot. And then there's Lucy Liu. We have a lot of hot Watsons. And if you're supposed to be the person... Martin Freeman. I would call Martin Freeman. Oh, there's too many hot Watsons. Dreamy. I forgot there's three Not different hot. Sherlock Holmes going on. Dude, there was a Sherlock. Wait, how many? So wait, 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 wait. Okay, so we've got Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock. Yes. We've got Morton Downey Jr. Sherlock. We got <laughs> yeah. Elementary, got, uh, whatever uh, yeah. the hell. I keep on hearing that's a good show. You I, tell me I it's a good it. show. I only watched the first couple episodes. It's pretty good. This is one of those things where you were like, oh, it's good. And I was like, well, it's probably any good. I hear everyone else saying. Okay, Bill Mudry. You of all people. And usually if I like something and it's crappy, but I like it, I'll say it. No, 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 no. I'm saying but sometimes you'll be like, this is, I watch the show because it's hot. And I'm like, I'll be like, why is he the end of the show? I and then someone will show up and I'm like, oh, I hot. know what. Well, like, watching Orange New, New Black, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see why Eddie. Aside yes, from the Bill. fact that that's a good uh-huh. show, I'm yeah. like, okay, I can see why Eddie digs the show. Because there's yes, some Bill. nice ladies. I'm, uh-huh. like, I'm just saying! Believe it or not, if I watch something for entirely boner-derived reasons, I'm usually <laughs> open with that. I know! For example, Lawless well, is not a good movie. To- Tom Hardy is beautiful in it, the therefore I like Lawless. Lawless is the movie by John Hillcoat, who did um, The Proposition. Again, his second movie with Nick Cave. Oh, did you see, uh, what's his name? A fucking drive dude. His movie is on Netflix right now. Not Netflix, on uh, iTunes. Reckon? The new one! The, the, the one he's did. Only the... God Forgives? Yeah, everyone says fucking terrible. So most likely he's showed a care or something like that. Filmmaker, he's just an interesting. Well, filmmaker. that's what you keep on saying. He's interesting, but like he, his weird impulses lead to yeah. a lot of weird shit yeah. that's not necessarily very good. I but mean, at least I've he's seen daring. Almost all of his movies. Because okay, so this guy. Okay, so good. this is the guy who. What's his name? Uh, Nicholas Winding Refn. I may be saying it wrong. He'll, didn't he play J- uh, Jamie Lannister? You're very funny, Bill. But what's that guy's name? Isn't it like Nicholas One Nicole... 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 Waldo. Something like that. It sounds like the same name. Nicole anyway. Custo Waldo. So the guy who Nicole. played, who made Drive, what else you make? Uh, uh, he made a movie where I got to see Tom Hardy's Weeder a lot. Uh, Bronson, which was actually my favorite of his movies. Well, I watched that with you. That was fucking Bronson hilarious. Bronson is, yeah, it's mostly just strange. That's the first one I so. heard about. I don't think so. Yeah. He also did Valhalla Rising, which is a great movie and a terrible, unwatchable movie. Didn't you say the hero is Hannibal? Yeah, it's Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, fuck, I gotta need to Matt, see that. Valhalla Rising is worth seeing just for the fight scene that it opens with. Yeah. And it's a beautiful film. You, it's just unwatchable. You never saw the uh, Hannibal... The movie I was talking about on Netflix where he's I've like the Dutch. I've never seen any of the Hannibal things. Oh, The Royal Affair? Yeah. I watched the first 45 minutes of The Royal Affair. I fell asleep. And, well, no, I got distracted by something else. Yeah. I had to go to long. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing, that's right. So speaking of Animal Crossing, <laughs> so I have not played Animal Crossing in 
since. Well, tell people why there were, there was an incident that made it so that you were like, oh fuck this game. No, no, there were two unre- There was a reason. I just stopped playing it because I just stopped playing it, oh, and yeah. then I was like, oh, I'll go back to Animal Crossing, and I fired it up, and my my little mailbox is blinking, and I'm like, oh, dun, that's dun, what I've dun. got. And I open the mailbox, and the first letter is from Lucky, my mummy dog, saying, today's the day I move out. It was like, I have like, eight animals in my fucking town. The only one that moves. That sucks balls when it's like so, the one guy you're... Yeah. Okay, so I, I close the DS without saving, uh-huh. hoping that I can set the clock back and they won't move. So let's see. Right now, in this moment, Is in, this the in first time you've time, done that? You're probably oh, yeah. going to get barked at by Rossetti. I don't give a shit. <laughs> actually, I won't because you know I, what, I don't actually... have the Rossetti Center. When you when you force quit without Rossetti, then Isabella just goes, oh, next time you may want to save. No, you haven't done this yet. I've gone through that process. I've While not... you go through this process, I will tell people about Empire of the Sun. And how it's the best movie ever made. Because I already yelled at you about this. You've told me about Empire of the Sun so Empire many times. Empire of the Sun's a good movie. It's underrated. I don't want to oversell it because it's not like the best movie ever made. But it's definitely one of Steven Spielberg's better movies. I have a feeling that Empire of the Sun is your um, The Man Who Would Be King. Yeah. 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 Are you going to get the Blu-ray for that now? Yes. Because... Bobby Roberts uh, was tweeting about how he saw the Blu-ray at a used game store. And we both freaked out about the fact that it's on Blu-ray. Aw. Wait, who made who? Who's the man who would? That's John not David Houston? Lean, too, right? Oh, John Houston. I think so. Oh, Okay. Anyway, man, I'm sorry. Tell your Empire of the Sun. No, Empire of the Sun. I got this on Blu-ray this week. This came out on Blu-ray last year, but something happened where the printing went wrong and the movie got delayed. And I never actually wound up getting my Blu-ray, but it showed up this week. Empire of the Sun is awesome. If you ever, um, people at home listening, if you are not a big Steven Spielberg fan, which I can understand because he could be a weirdo, sentimental just kind of mushy motherfucker. Yeah. This is his one movie where instead of it being about an adult learning to embrace his inner child and be like, oh, wonderment, oh, baby, the stars are beautiful. I feel like a child again. This is about Empire of the Sun is, it's actually based off of, have you ever read John G. Ballard? He's a uh, famous author. Yeah. He wrote Crash. Oh, no, I haven't. Fucking bullshit. I've read some of his books, and I'm not that impressed by him as a writer. Even though every time I flip out about the movie Empire of the Sun, people are like, man, if you like the movie, you gotta read the book. And I read the book when I was a kid, because I liked the movie when I was a kid. Because I was the same age as... Uh, it stars Christian Bale mm-hmm. as a 12-year-old. Now, right. I was 12 years old when, the, when this movie came yeah. out. So I think that's why this movie fucked oh, me totally. up. Oh, totally. Especially because I grew up as Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Movie. I was like, in Raiders of the Lost Ark and yeah, shit exactly. like that. And I go see it, I'm like, oh man, he's got another movie about World War II coming out. I'm gonna go see it. Maybe it'll be oh, like man, an action bro. adventure. Oh, no, really? it's a heartbreaking portrayal of a kid who gets kicked in the teeth by fate. Yep. Gets he, he gets abandoned by his family. He almost gets sold by... Uh, Joey Pants and, <laughs> and and what's his name? Not Malcolm McDowell. Who's the guy who made the movie about his own brain? Where John he's Malkovich. in a dress. John Malkovich. Yes. Malkovich. 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 And he's there. And John Malkovich. He's like this United States Marine, and he befriends Christian Bale, but then he like screws over Christian Bale. Not figuratively. Even that almost happens to Christian Bale too. But no, most of the movie is about Christian Bale. He's this young British kid. Living in Shanghai when when uh, Japan starts World War Two, uh-huh. and uh, he ends up uh, at a Japanese internment camp for most of World War Two, and it's just about him surviving this internment camp. It's a musical like comedy, that. right? It's hilarious, and everyone dies, and he's super sad. And there's a part where Miranda Richardson 
spoilers. Now I can't talk about it. spoilers because there's some good parts, but it's yeah. a good movie. But it came, I like it. Just showed up and it was one of my favorite movies, and it came on Blu-ray. And this is one of those weird things too because this is a movie that is like a twenty year, twenty five year old movie now. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it came out on Blu-ray, but it's not like it got remastered or anything mm-hmm. like that. So it doesn't necessarily look very good. It just yeah. looks like this is interesting thing I saw people talking about this week. Uh, the it looks filmic. Yeah, I know you hate the I word hate filmic, filmic, but I because know because there are movie snobs trying to they they they're they're tired of the word cinematic, so they're trying to right. replace the word filmic. Meanwhile. Uh, film historians, not film uh, critics and stuff like that. Uh, oh, is he gone? Uh, Lucky God! Oh, you get, getting yelled at by Rossetti? Because Rossetti does show up the first time. He does the first time. No, and, but Isabella no, just it's goes, very you short. What what, all he does is show up in, in Animal Crossing the first time, uh, for uh. Animal Crossing New Leaf, the first time you shut down the game. Rossetti does show up once, but instead of, like, yelling at you, he's all like, I lost my job. Could you build me a new Rossetti Center? I'm not kidding. I actually... Feel sick. Yeah. So how did it save if it didn't save? If you just shut it down, that's really interesting. Uh, so what, uh, anything else happened? It's just he's gone and that's it. He can, he can come back. What? Yeah, have you ever seen Katie? Little yellow cat walks around. You could take her to the villages. Yeah. If I bring her to your village, will that make you feel better? No, because that bitch that is like, take me somewhere. I've done it <laughs> twice. This is. This just means you get to audition for new uh, animals. I actually feel terrible. Oh, Andy's, Andy's tearing up. He was my favorite. <laughs> How long did you abandon the game for? Just like a week? Well, no, I stopped playing. Let's see, I last played like maybe on the 8th. Nintendo's got eaten by the balls. They took away my favorite. Yeah. My favorite villager. Dead. You, see, this is you. This is me at the end of Empire of the Sun. They took away his... He got abandoned by his mummy dog. Did you ever uh, did you ever teach the mummy dog like a new catchphrase? You know what what happened? What happened? He asked me to build a balloon arch. It was the ugliest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) And so I built it to make him happy and then I tore it down. (laughs) Oh what you we talked about this. You said the balloon arch is really just an arch of balloons and it has no like architectural anything. It's just an ugly ass arch balloons. So lucky I broke his heart. This is your crush. This is your Alex Voss. (laughs) You were in a torrid relationship with him, but he was kind of like not gonna end up going anywhere because he had terrible taste. It's okay. My mummy dog (laughs) got abandoned. Wow, you react this badly. I can't imagine what happens if you get a mummy dog in real life. Uh, should, do we? Do you want to go out and buy a corgi you, right now? You, you're talking about your movie. Talk about your movie. Uh, Empire. That sounds good. That's the end of my review. <laughs> Man, oh no, no, no! So well, I was talking about the filmic dog. thing. Yeah. So, so what? There's two definitions of people who are trying to use filmic now. Right. Because you got the movie art snobs yeah. trying to use it for it. Like, there's it's supposed to be synonymous with cinematic. Like right. when you talk about like, oh, that composition in that film frame is very filmic. It looks right. like a movie instead of using the word cinematic, which is stupid. But film preservation people are trying to use the word filmic to make like, talk about movies that are shot on film like the, oh. the filmic and that's a much See, more that valid will, that yes and so yes. and I, i've seen people talk about specifically 
movie transfers, like HD Blu-ray movie transfers of movies where they may not have been restored, right? But they're but just they kind of dumped on, and you can tell this is a movie, and, you, yeah. and like even just like okay. looking at the grain and stuff. Thank and you, so Bill. that's you have just single-handedly saved the word film yeah. it for me. And so that's the interesting thing because like this is really cheap. Uh, even though the Blu-ray is expensive, it was just a really cheap. You know, they just ran the the movie through yeah. whatever like scanner they had, yeah. and so it's got all the bumps and scratches, and it's not remastered. But still, it's it because it's in HD, you can still see all kinds of. Like details and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like there's this one part with a bunch of uh, United States POW POWs have their own little camp, yeah. and I this is the first time I ever noticed. Like on the outside of the camp, they have a little sign saying, uh, "This camp is United States uh, territory. Stay out." Which yeah. is funny because their camp is right in the middle of a Shanghai fucking internment camp, so it doesn't mean anything. But like little stuff like that. Like there's a scene early in the movie with Christian Bale. He goes into his family's refrigerator, and you get to see like all the crazy foods and cheeses and rich meats and stuff that are yeah. in the fridge, which is a big deal because he comes back later and it's all empty because after people go crazy in Shanghai, everyone steals his food sure. and stuff. Like, Which is kind of cool! It's just like nice to see movies in HD. You get to see all these details. Oh, that yeah. kind of feed, feed into the story a little bit. Absolutely. Atmosphere. I'm right there yeah, I would I would love to buy The Man Who Would Be King on It's filmic. Do it today! Where's, uh, where's Amazon.com? Man, I am so broke right now. Why? I'm buying dumb garbage. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like The Man Who Would Be King on Blu-ray? No, no. I, um, no I'm not really that broke. It's just um my... I just keep buying stuff for my house. Houses are expensive, yeah. No, but that's not that's not like a waste though, right? No. Well, what did investment. you buy for your house? Was it like um, a giant cannon to put on the roof? Yeah. Are you getting all Animal Crossing about it? Did you get did you get a what's the stupidest thing I've seen in Animal Crossing? Did you Bill get a Super Mario Brothers pinball machine for your house? <laughs> for your real world Bill's house? Making fun because I got that for him. Did you build um, a balloon arch in your backyard? <laughs> there we go, that's better. <laughs> no, uh Annie, if you don't build <laughs> Another balloon arch. I'm going to move away from you. Yeah, you're going to get a letter from me next week saying, Annie, we tried our best, but what are you going to do? Oh, man. Yeah, no. What have you been buying? Uh, Well, most recently I bought a wall sconce for my wife. Um, Which which you can get Animal Crossing. (laughs) No, uh, there there was a company in the late 1800s, early 1900s called O.C. White. They're actually still in existence. Uh And they made these beautiful... um, uh, articulating industrial fixtures out what's of articulating adjustable oh really okay yeah that's that's what i thought it'd be yeah. <laughs> it's like basically steampunky bullshit if that weren't bullshit mm-hmm. that's what oc white did and they were like work lights and everything like that and they're super collectible and very rare because it's hard to find complete parts um and uh i got a uh reproduction oc white wall sconce for foley for oh, her wow. workspace because it was on crazy sale it's like a those are since they're so rare. The antique ones range from, gosh, twelve hundred to five thousand, twelve hundred to five thousand dollars. And uh, this reproduction normally was only nine hundred dollars, but I got it for three hundred. So, do we need have any space in our house for a wall sconce? No. Did I get it anyway? Yes. At least when when when, how long are you looking to uh, stay in in that house? Like a decade. Forever. Forever? Oh, that is your forever house. We bought it. Well, then that's even better. Well, I mean, at yeah. least it's investment in the exactly. house. It's not just bullshit. We yeah. bought it specifically because um, it has. It doesn't have a lot of stairs or anything like that. So mm-hmm. little Annie and Foley knees will be fine. That's that was the kind of shit we were thinking really? about when we bought that house. Seriously, yeah. Hmm. Or if you're one of your legs get blown off in the uh, upcoming zombie war. Of course. Yeah. Like I'll survive the upcoming zombie war, Bill. I will only last long as long as my wife will protect me. <laughs> <laughs> And eventually, well, that's how you gotta start investing in more guns for the house. Jesus she's gonna figure out I'm dead weight, and that's gonna be it. Oh my! God. So what else do you do this week? I've been actively mourn the passing of Lucky the dog God, on the I podcast. Really feel you look like 
at man, you know, fucking who's the who's the president got assassinated? JFK, his son. You know that uh, that photo where the, he's like saluting the corpse going by. That motherfucking kid wasn't as sad as you are right now. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> I feel like we should be playing taps right here. <laughs> Bill, what else Lucky. did you do this week? Bill, why don't you you did so much more than I did? Why don't you talk about all your things? I got I got I had sleep deprivation the other night. Oh, I'm sorry. I spent half an hour researching how much boobs weigh. <laughs> I can't even remember how I found out about this. I forgot there's there's a website online where you can find out if you just type in your breast size, uh-huh. it'll tell you how much boobs weigh. Because I didn't realize that boob matter, unless you've got like a big cyst or something like that. All boobs, like the, like one pound of boob, oh, no, no matter what the person is, always, not one pound, but like one cubic metric meter of boob, uh-huh. weighs the same for everybody. It's almost like an element. Like, you know, water just weighs so much. <laughs> it's and almost so, like an element. And so no. I spent 20 minutes at like 3 o'clock in the morning the night being horrified at how much boobs weigh. Because uh-huh. you were talking about boob sizes last week. That's what uh-huh. got me thinking about this. Sure. And I'm like, oh uh-huh. my god. Like... Oh shit, boobs weigh a lot. Cause I was like, man, like even like D cups, like at a certain point, like D cups. If you have two D cups, that's almost as much as like if you're carrying gallon milk on your chest all the Why time. Why do you think people with big tits get back pain? I, I mean, I understood that, but I didn't really. Sp- when you f- actually start saying, okay, you have tit sizes of this, and you could weigh it directly against, okay, you have two boobs this size, mm-hmm. it weighs this much, mm-hmm. and like when it's a concrete thing. Oh, man, no, 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 that's what it was. You were talking about your cup size. I yeah. forgot what it was now, but I remember, Good. like, and, like, <laughs> it was, wait, you're, like, a B? I'm, I'm a... 36B? Uh, a plus. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, oh, shit. But, man, boobs. Anyway, this is me just, like, empathizing with, like, because I'm a fat guy. I got man boobs, but it's not, like, anything I have to worry about. Yeah. Shit. My back, at some point, will go out because my tits Do you have any back problems or anything like that? Um, because you were talking yet. about how you, it was only until recently you found good fitting bras. Finally, you found one place mm-hmm. in town that actually, like, like actually like fit, like hooks you up mm-hmm. correctly. Yeah. So, because I, I know like back problems, a lot of that is caused by uh, not only do you yeah. have uh, tits, not even necessarily big tits, but just tits. But yeah. if you're not wearing the correct, you know, if you know the proper for sport and all that stuff, yeah. I can't. This is a fucking health corner of the podcast <laughs> boob health corner but uh, yeah talk with bill Mudrin. but yeah when i realized even just like 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 a large part of oh man fucking christ <laughs> gallon of milk when i realized gallon when you were talking about gallon of milk weight mm-hmm. of stuff and for not even necessarily huge boobs i yeah. was like oh shit I was yeah. yeah yeah strapped to your chest all times yeah all the time yep yeah what else do you do in bill <sighs> other than boob talk what Man, I've been talk? having trouble sleeping lately, but it's weird. So I, I went through a terrible bout of insomnia and anxiety a while ago, and that's passed. Yeah, it was like six but, months ago. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was bad. It wasn't that long ago. It was bad, though. And uh, now my sleep problems have, have have transmuted into waking up at 6.30 in the morning every morning. Why? Every fucking morning. doesn't matter when I go to sleep. 6.30 in the morning? I could go to sleep at, at 9. At least it's something you kind of plan for. I could go to sleep at 3. I will wake up at What do you do once you're woken up and fully still Fuck asleep? on the internet. Why do you think I tweet at 6.30 in the morning, Bill? <laughs> ah, we should be watching In Front of the Sun. There we go. Are you playing that Animal Crossing? Yeah, but you're, were you playing Animal Crossing? No, because fucking Lucky moved away. <laughs> I am actually seriously I'm right now gauging another game. if I want to keep playing Animal Crossing. Well, you don't have to make that decision. You don't have to make I'm that gonna commitment give it a week, right now. And if a better animal uh, moves in. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I've got like two pieces of furniture I need to give you. Because you, you were collecting what? Astro and modern Astro stuff? Astro and modern. I have like an astro clock and a modern couch or something to give you. Yeah, I was wondering why you weren't online because, like, like I, I like, like research other towns to, oh, 
Oh, uh, the, the big Animal Crossing, and I guess is this we've gone from our health corner to Animal Crossing <laughs> News Network. Uh, I created a secondary character just to be my texture mule. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I started, like, there's the thing in Animal Crossing for a uh, New Leaf where you can scan in QR codes to create right. textures that you can put down on the ground. Right. And a lot of people use that to create kind of crazy sidewalks and, right, and text right. ground textures. And the only problem is that takes up a lot of, uh, you only have so much space right, to carry textures. textures around with yourself. Right. And I was like, fuck this. I'm going to create a whole secondary character to move into my town who is, she's going to be my texture mule. That's too funny. She's though. just, and so, uh, I fought after a week, uh, I, 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 I invented her a week ago and she just <laughs> con, uh, confided in the Able sisters just enough that they opened up to her and let her start using the QR code this yeah. morning. So now today I can start, uh, building new, uh, roads and shit i'm town. so proud of you that guys. man this is fascinating legend of Korra art book came out did you yeah. read it oh yeah it's beautiful uh this is something that actually came out in legend of Korra blu-ray um but it's also in the art book did you see that sami was supposed to be a bad guy yeah yeah i mean it's kind of there in her design well that's what everyone expected yeah and it's funny that's actually what they were gonna do and they realized a that was uh Super stereotypical. Right, it's cheap. And B, they, they were like, oh, we kind of like Asami enough that she's got a, yeah. sympath a sympathetic enough background. We don't want to suddenly make her a bad guy, so we should just make her another I bad like guy. I like that genuinely, they just like Asami too much. Yeah! They're like, charming. we don't want to fuck her up by making her a villain. They all love Asami. It's so oh, But man, what man, are they going to do with her? This morning, I fell down the Asami, my wife and I fell down the Asami uh, cosplay rabbit hole on Tumblr. Oh, really? <laughs> just, just Some good stuff? Pawed at... Because you have to be, like, women. in order to pull off good Asami uh, cosplay, you have to be good at, like, Betty Page style because yeah. you need that hair and everything like that. Yeah. Not to say that, like, God knows it doesn't mean you have to be a, a physical representative of the character to, uh, to cosplay that character. That God knows that's for damn sure. Yeah, but there's a lot of really good. I do love all the people, like, all the small brown girls who get to play as Toph. I know. Kind of no, the best thing about Cora tomboys. is just that it's yeah, it's it's like a great alternative for people who aren't white to do some cosplay. God bless. Oh, we already talked about that. I found the Cora diaper. What hentai? No, stop. I don't want to know. Shut oh, up. I didn't tell you about this. I thought we talked about this no. on the podcast. No, shut your mouth right well, now. I, I discovered there's a whole diaper fetish <sighs> thing online, and Cora. I found pictures of Cora in a diaper. <sighs> Did I? I swear to God, I talked about this on the nope. podcast already. Nope. Oh my God, it's the best. Ugh. Do you want hentai? Uh, no. Orange is the new black. No. In, in no. diapers. No. 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 What? What if no. it's porn stash? No. 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 <laughs> okay. Here's we've talked about this. My what? policy on fetishes are: you really shouldn't make fun of people with fetishes because we all got our freaks. I know, yeah. And it's you know what? If you're not hurting anybody, whatever. It's not cool to make fun of people who are different. But I don't want to hear about it <laughs> or think about it or look at it. What about the people who masturbate to clowns? I was actually really impressed. I had to go like eight pages back on the Asami Sato tag on Tumblr to hit porn. Really? I was like, Tumblr, you're Was this growing. photographs or was it with drawings too? It was drawings. Okay. Yeah. But I was like, man. Well, to be fair, I guess it was 8.30 in the morning. That's not Fremo porn time. Was it any Cora porn? Well, I was looking at the Asami Sato. Because yeah. I didn't realize, well, uh, I, we, I swear to God, we did talk about this on the podcast. I didn't realize, well, I, I never, for some reason, never considered, like, fit, like, super muscular women. Not super muscular women, but just, like, muscular women. Like, kind of, like, boxing. Brutes. That being its own specific fetish. <laughs> I don't know. Have you met me? I don't know. <laughs> but for lesbians, I'm used to that being a thing for lesbians. But I've never really thought about 
guys, like really yeah. kind of like, oh yeah. And like she, Cora is one of the big new totems for that fa- it's uh, like a fetish fandom thing. Yeah. yeah, and also the fact that she's a cartoon character, which makes it easier to draw and stuff like that. And like, I and then like I'm like, oh man, how many sexual awakenings is this cartoon know character? That people got off on on butch ladies. I keep like I'm always like if I'm, unless I can see it, I have a heart. I have like face I like how you're like fetishes. I like how you're like okay, cord a diaper. I get that. Why? Well, because that's <laughs> so stupid and arbitrary. I'm like, why did I think of that? That sounds like something I would make up for a joke. <laughs> but like, there's a I can see yeah, Cora's a dragon. Brutes are great, dude. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, but you know, the Cora art book came out. It's really it's goddamn really, gorgeous. It's I hate yeah. to say it, it's kind of better than the series. There's so much great design work in there, and like, uh, we 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 flipped about we flipped out about uh, Cora a whole bunch, and like. Like all even the character design, so much work like like yeah. put into the worlds, like just the vehicle design of just like yeah. the trams and trains and stuff because uh the Legend of Korra takes place in this vaguely kind of steampunk nineteen twenties yeah. mixture of like Shanghai, New York, and Vancouver. Which is just such a great And great there's thing. so much it's one of the best designs universe uh, de- uh design universes I've ever seen, especially for a goddamn basic cable kids network T V yeah. show cartoon. Jesus yeah. Christ, this is like feature film quality good feature film quality uh, design work. But then I'm like, like, like seeing all this design work they put into Asami and I'm like, oh, but they didn't really give Asami that much to do. Yeah. And like, just stuff like that where it's like, they're talking about oh, how badass she is about, like, they love the silhouette. Asami's like asymmetric, uh, asymmetrical silhouette of Asami with, uh, the, the lightning glove. Yeah. I'm like, that is cool, but man, I just hope they can do more with this world in, in, in the next, I know. there's three more seasons coming. But, and that's the other thing, like, listen, uh, watching the Cora Blu-ray, and they talk about how, like, a lot of their story ideas got truncated because they only had 12 episodes to work right. with. And even, like, well, the they original had Avatar. Episode, and then they had 12 episodes. Yeah, and yeah. even the original Avatar, like, that first season was still, like, like 20 episodes. So, yeah. like, the first season of Legend of Cora, it wasn't even a full season. It was half a season that they had to tell the yeah. story in. But anyway, that that's that has nothing the to do with the art book. The art book is beautiful. Um, Dark Horse has really been knocking out of the park with these dark. Yeah, these art books as lately. beautiful as the original uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender art book was. This Korra, and it's interesting. This Korra, it's 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 only for the first season. And actually, every chapter just goes from episode from episode. Yeah, the things they had to design. And it's yeah. like very just like and like there's a lot of commentary from the creators about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is why we designed this and stuff. The one weird thing is they have a lot of sketches in there from Studio Mir, which yeah. is the South Korean animation studio that put Korra together. Yeah, and. I had heard rumblings about how there was a lot of production problems on the second season. So much so they actually went with an entirely different animation unit. Oh, I didn't know Which kind of made me like reading this Legend of Korra art book, whereas there's so much uh, sketches and material from that original animation yeah. studio. I'm like, oh man, it's just such a shame these guys don't come back. Uh, I did some uh, research on the internet. Turns out that production on the original, the, this first season of Legend of Korra, was so arduous for the Studio Mir animation studio in South Korea that when it came time to talk to Nickelodeon about, okay, are we going to do the second season? Uh, Wasn't it like a like a money thing? They're it was like, a money thing. Yeah. What happened at the same time, like the second season of uh, Legend of Korra was offered to the studio, they got offered like season four of the Boondocks TV show. <laughs> they were like, for the same amount of money, yeah. we yeah. could like, crap Boondocks is out. easy. It's like three little black kids kind yeah. of standing in the field not doing anything. Yeah. Or for the same amount of money, we could like spend 20 times as much effort having yep. kung fu, rock fighting, flying, bison's bullshit. Yep. They were like, we need to take a break, but we need the money. So we're just going to go to the Boondocks. Yep. And so uh, the Legend of Korra guys, they had to go off and find, I think it was a Japanese 
uh, animation studio, but I guess the animation that animation studio wasn't that very good. So they Nickelodeon had to go crawling back to Studio Mirror. It's like, oh. please yeah. come back. So I guess the second season, all the other seasons, uh, some of it's going to still be some of the work is being produced by this Japanese studio, but right. they brought back the original. The, the, good the, the season one. Yeah, because Studio Mirror is really cute. Like, have you ever looked at their Facebook page? Well, like the the, the, the people who work on the show are obviously fans of the show because oh, yeah. they do fan they really art for love their it. own goddamn show. Exactly. And it's just like and the stuff they like they like the sketches of Asami and Korra just hanging out on yeah. motorbikes and yeah, just, that's like, all from the. I was about to say. Oh my god! That? Yeah. yeah, it's just it's they the really cutest clearly goddamn, care So I'm glad it, they're but... coming back. Yeah, which is a little bit weird because uh, I saw a little bit. Um, uh, did, have you seen any the, the animation from the the the, the panel at yeah SD from the new episode that's coming out yeah, yeah. it's a little weird because it's, they, they obviously had to cut some corners to the animation because there's some stuff where like care like you'll have Cora like on an air ball mm-hmm. going from the far distance towards the camera yeah but instead of like hand hand uh drawing each panel of her kind of coming to the camera what they did was like just take one uh cell of her and then yeah. use flashed as like to computer generated like shrink it down and build it back up oh. which creates this very so, like, artificial like super nintendo yeah scale, and know? it just looks kind of cheap and that's something they really didn't do too much in the first season of core but i see i was maybe this is stuff that was done by the japanese studio that yeah. nickelodeon was turned out not to be very happy with but yeah there was a couple yeah little little cut corners in the in the footage i've seen from the season two pilot animation is like, hard and expensive i know especially for like yeah like basic cable kids network stuff this is yep. still it's still beautiful but yeah anyway yeah the core art book if you enjoy core at all and the art of design highly recommend yeah seriously even if you've never seen uh the legend of core it might you should at least if you go to the bookstore or something you see it on the shelf you should at least flip yeah. through it just to see the, the 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 well especially the fact that it's it's asian stuff meets early 21st cent, early yeah. 20th century industrial stuff it's yeah. just a very unique blend of east meets west yeah. Right, a very specific time frame from like a hundred years ago. Yeah, and ah, yeah, you just there's, there's, there's nothing quite like that uh, in the rest of the world. Um, also full do? of hunks. Also, look. wait, who's the hunkiest? Uh, wait, so who's the hottest? Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who do you want to ball? <laughs> Legend of Korra. Is Asami the the hottest person yes. in Legend of Korra? Is that she's yes? Who are you kidding? Not Korra. Korra's second. Okay. But Big Dong is third. Oh, yeah, there you and go. And actually, what's his butt? Annoying Water Tribe guy is fourth. Wait, who's Annoying Water Tribe guy? Uh, what's his butt? Uh, There's an Annoying Water Tribe guy? Yeah. Oh, ta- Tarlock? Ta- Tarlock. Yeah. Oh, the bad guy. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you've seen all the slash work where people are, like, slashing... Oh, uh, I don't even want to... Korra Again, and Tarlock. I don't... You do whatever you want to do, baby girl. <laughs> I don't want to see it. Oh, my... Well, did you see, like, Korra's dad, who's super mega hunk? Oh, he's a monster He's hunk. supposed to be uh, a one yeah. of the major characters in the next season. I know, I'm and, like, and all the, all the character sketches I've seen, he doesn't seem to ever wear a shirt. <laughs> so, like, it's just oh, like no. this character is designed for uh, Annie's heterosexuality. No, um, no. Anyway, oh, no. enough of Avatar Legend of Korra, because God knows we'll be talking about it enough in September <laughs> I was when gonna it comes say in back. September. Um, well, I'll here, I'll talk a little bit. I'm yeah. really excited about the rest of the day, because I went to the comic shop. Oh! <gasps> Oh, did you do that before coming here? No, I did this actually a couple days ago, and I haven't had a chance to read <gasps> my comics. <gasps> you and, uh, so after do I a live leave reading here, here on the podcast? After I leave here, I'm going to go find a patch of grass and read... Holy shit. 
$100 worth of comics. And he's got a pile of... <laughs> I have one, two, three, four, five, six, How long has it been four, since the last five, time? Six, oh, do you have Ninja seven, Turtles? Eight, nine, ten, oh eleven, my God, I gotta flip 12, some of this. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, Seriously, Andy's got a giant brick of comics. 20, it's not a pile, but... 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27 comic books. How long... Was it, like, well, been all that... summer since you... Oh, no. It's only been, um... Here, I'm gonna sort through it and talk about it. I, it's only been, like, a month and a half, but... I realized a lot of this is I realized that um, I'm obsessed with this comic, The Sixth Gun. I've talked about it in the podcast, and um, it hadn't been on my pull list. Oh, really? So I was like, Have seven you been of reading these... the, no- the the uh, the collections? Uh, well, I when I first got caught up, I got the collections. Yeah. And now I'm all up to date. So um, yeah, like a big punk chunk of these are um, like five issues of Sixth Gun. And then a six-gun huh. miniseries. Dylan lent me the collections. I need to. F- I read the first two. I need to finish reading the other four. It's so, so good. I can, so I can be semi-caught up. So to be fair, wow, that Jesus, much Andy, of that's this nuts. is just the six-gun. Oh, okay. Which is actually like a third of the pile. Yeah, because God. Because let's see, that's four issues of miniseries. Oh, Jesus. And then, like, yeah, like seven issues of just the, the sixth-gun is the haunted Wild West, haunted special gun supernatural comic. Was that nominated for Eisner's this year? Should have been. Yeah, just 12 of these are Six Gun. Fucking far. So, uh, yeah, no, Six Gun is great. It's a uh, horror western adventure series, so I really dig it. It's very Briscoe County. Uh, I picked up Catalyst comics from Dark Horse solely because I really like this color, cover illustration. Oh, wow. What the hell is it about? I oh, is no it just idea. an anthology? <laughs> I haven't even That's a really nice it. cover. It's just a guy oh, in a trench coat. Oh, it's terrible inside. Oh, uh, no. Nothing like the cover? Oh, it's I all... I oh, It's all, like, shiny jeans. Oh, it's not jeans. all garbage. It's uh, bullshit. Oh, that's so disappointing. Oh, wow. You bought a comic <laughs> I've been, pop. Wow. I've been burned that way before, getting really excited about a cover. Oh, um, it's Dark Horse. I shouldn't be yelling at you. <laughs> no, it's not garbage. It's just, I like... I found the art style on the cover so appealing. No, but that's nothing a... inside the comic looks like what the I cover looks that. like. Yeah. Uh, first... Well, no, there's one that's kind of Jeff Darrow. Oh, yeah, no, looking. I know. I'm get, I got it. Is this that. actually Jeff Darrow? Yeah, uh, this is the world's worst uh, podcasting, but who gives a the, shit? Uh, I got the first issue of the second volume of Scarlet. Did you ever read Scarlet? I never even heard of Scarlet. Uh, it was Bendis and uh, Alex Maleev who worked together in the past, and uh, they did a... Very timely comic, essentially about, um, it came out about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. It's basically about the Occupy movement in Portland, Oregon. Oh, really? Right, Except really? it's not so much an Occupy movement as it is an active revolt. But it's totally... So it's just taking the Occupy, but it's still, is it specifically still Portland? Yeah. Oh, you still haven't read Portland, it, though, but you just bought it. Well, this it. is the, the first issue of the second volume. Oh, okay. The first volume came out like a year and a half so ago. So it's good? It's, I, I enjoy so it. So it's not super, it's not superpowers, superheroes or anything like no, that? No, not at just... all. It's about normal people. Oh, really? Okay. That's it's about this. That's always, especially from a superhero writer. That's interesting well, to see. Well, Bendis' background is in crime. So, and he yeah. writes, when he writes dames, they tend, he tends to have an interesting perspective. So I had problems with Scarlet, but it was an enjoyable read. So I'm curious about the second volume. Wait, why was my 3DS open and turned on? Because I turned it on so I could street pass with you. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, look at my little blue little castle I got. It's so cute. Um, what uh, else? I got, what else from your pull list? Let's see. I haven't actually read this yet. I picked up Lazarus, um, which is by uh, Greg Rucka. And let's see. I, I literally know nothing about this other than a friend recommended it to me. And it's Greg Rucka writing a female protagonist. Is he done with, Por- uh, was it, Portland? Stumptown? Stumptown. Uh, the second volume finished, like, last year. Is that the end of the series? I don't know. It's, okay. The nature of Stumptown is it's just a bunch of cases. So he could pick Okay, up I don't know if it, like, left off on a cliffhanger or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, Greg Rucka, he also... He wrote he Whiteout. Wrote Whiteout, yeah. yeah. And 
that is all he's ever done. Oh, I don't he doesn't know, even have any children. Uh, Why is there? Is that forever. a sexy cowboy lady on the back of that? The oh, hell have you is not that? seen this? this What's comic? that? De- pretty, pretty deadly. Bum bum bum. No, fuck that shit. Anyway, so I picked up the first couple issues of Lazarus. Mate, hopefully it'll be good. Man, okay, so I picked up Fatal. So I love Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. They did the cr- uh, Criminal series that I enjoy so much. Mm-hmm. I fucking love crime comics, and they're really solid crime comics. And I love Sean Phillips' art style, and I like the coloring he uses. So they stopped doing. They took a break from Criminal to do this series called Fatal, which is basically um, mm-hmm. Lovecraftian noir. Oh, really? And it's so. It's not technical porn? It's so not very good. That works kind of nice. Oh, it's, Sean Phillips is beautiful. Oh, but it's just writing is just bullshit? Well, it's not... The story's just not very interesting to me. I don't know. With... I don't, I think you could do noir horror, but the nature of noir is that the true terror of noir is the darkness it's, of man. It's people, yeah. Yeah. It's all about the cruelty of man. It would, it would and... have to be... You could have horror elements, but even if, like, this Cthulhu shoot has still have to stem being, by being let loose by people. It's yeah. almost like how zombie stuff, like, at heart, it's not really as much about the zombies. It's about how people turn on each other when yeah. that threat happens. Exactly. Yeah. Noir is all about the the darkness and the heart of man and uh, humans being brutal to each other. This is more about, ooh, sc- scary well, tentacle suckers on your face. Know. It's just not quite sticking the landing. I don't oh, okay. know. I read it and I wanted to enjoy it. But you it bought so another badly. one? Well, I have. I, I stopped reading it after the first. If you have a pull list and someone and you're like there and they're like, oh, I've got the latest issue of Vitale. Can you say, ah, fuck this shit. Man, nine yeah. times out of ten. I, I actually dropped this from my pull list eventually. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, if they've pulled it for me, I'm buying it. I know, I, I know, I know. From but like, guilt, you... just from an obligation standpoint, yeah. can't do it. Last issue like... of Fiona and Kate. Oh, let me see. Fiona Cake has been so good. Highly recommend it. I should probably catch up with this and all the other Adventure Time out in the world. That out there. I've got the latest issue of Adventure Time, which is so good. And I'm super excited about this. Um, Yuko and Ananth of Johnny Wander wrote a uh, a, a mini a little series about uh, Peppermint Butler and. Um, <laughs> Oh, what's the name of the, uh, what's his Scully name? Scully dude? What's that guy's name? What's his oh, name? Oh, is that like Butterbean or something like no, that? The really nervous name? Cinnamon Bun? Cinnamon Bun, yes. Yeah. They're the two of the most manic characters in Adventure Time. Anyway, they wrote a, a crime caper thing. Have you, seen, have you heard of Hero Bear and the Kid? Hero Bear and the Kid are cute. Uh, the artwork looks nice. Oh, it's actually it's really just an advertisement I saw in the back of this Fiona and Cake yeah, comic. Yeah, Hero Bear and the Kid is really, really cute. It's really charmingly drawn. It's for kids, but it's really charming. Oh, Natasha Allegri. She's yeah. not terrible. No, she she's the creator of Fiona and Cake. Oh, really? And then they they uh, uh, Kaboom had them. Why do... did you not buy cover? Wait, which cover is this? Man, I never get cover the covers. Cover B by I want. Jen Wang. I never get the covers I want. You know, I hear the editing by Shannon Waters had leaves something to do with that. <laughs> Shannon I hear Waters is a superhero. If she hadn't uh, broke her foot and got fungus in it, she she'd is a be... hunk and a superhero. You can tell this issue's a little off because she she's been hobbling Shannon around. Shannon Waters is a hunk. Uh, <laughs> Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Danny. This is uh, ridiculous. Powers. Oh, I thought it was Black Guy. Oh, the Black Guy is tearing off his face in Spider Man's underneath. Yeah. Miles Morales. Alice, what's deep. up? Uh, Hawkeye and the Hawkeye Annual. I'm excited There's about. There's Hawkeye Annual? Yeah. With scary face. Helheim, which I don't actually like, but I keep reading. Because um, I love Colin Bunn of Six Gun fame, and I like Joel Jones. Colin Bunn was in that Seven Bunn's brother? Yes, Bill. I really <laughs> want to like Helheim, because it's basically Frankenstein, but with Vikings. Yeah. And I just... I, I An issue, a couple of issues ago, it kind of started to click with me, but... I have no idea what Helheim is. I just said it's Frankenstein, but with Vikings. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, Frankenstein. How, who's wait? How does how, how does that work? 
The Franken the Vikings build Frankenstein. Yeah, they a dead warrior is reanimated. That's and he's oh, the a monster. Is really nice. Joelle Jones is fantastic. She did. Did you ever see the series of um, illustrations that were like fifties um, advertisements, but they were all she's like, really good at drawing like she's ladies. great at drawing dames, which yeah. why it's hilarious that she drew a comic about a big hulking Viking. So too bad. Oh, that's right. I can't talk about her because she's dating a friend of a podcast. Um, jo- no, Jella Jones is great art, and I want to. I really want to like Helheim. I don't know. Maybe a, I'll. Click, I've never met her. Later. I have always come within thirty inches of meeting Joelle Jones. Everyone says she's fucking the one of the sweetest people in the world. That's what I. She's a local too. Portland artist, yeah, and Portland. so yeah. I picked up the first issue of Red Sonia from. Oh, uh, let me see. Because my wife loves uh, my wife. Oh, was, I thought her crotch was showing. That's why I want. Oh, my I wife. Was she up. hanging out with peacocks? My wife learned how to read by reading her dad's Conan comics. Oh, really? Really? So, and it's written by Gail Simone. In that brief period where Gail Simone was fired by DC. Um, oh, that, uh, like that month and a half. Dynamite, yeah. yeah, went to her to do some Red Sonia. So. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm going to have to pick up the series just because Becky Cloonan did an issue, and I will read a Becky Cloonan illustrated. Is Red Sonia, so this is within the Conan canon? Yeah. Conan canon? Yes. <laughs> is this like her sister? Conan? It's like, it's like He-Man no, she's and just She-Ra. Another, she's just another adventure. But why? Conan! This is the Conan and Red Sonia. Conan, he's sitting on his throne. And he's got naked ladies all hanging around him. She is her own naked ladies. <laughs> it's like, you know how the whole thing about, uh, the whole thing about <laughs> Mike Mignola. boobs. Mike yeah. Mignola's whole thing about Hellboy. I'm sure I told this story because I like it and I oh, use yeah, it a lot. Yeah, yeah, where it's yeah. like, Hellboy, he made Hellboy a monster because then he gets to draw twice as many yeah, monsters. Exactly. That's no, right, Tonya, but her throne is just instead of naked ladies, it's peacocks. Which and, peacocks uh, are, no. then uh, another Mass Effect comic, Mass Effect Foundation, which hey, despite I guess the fact is about you've never servers, liked any of these Mass I have Effect hated comics. All well, it's always Mass new Effect creative comics. teams because no one wants to stick on a, on a licensed comic. Well, no, what it, long, it's, but... it's usually, what's sad is that they're written by people who I know, but this is the fucking, they're farty, though. It's, you know what? Then again, is... you know what? Big chunks of those games are kind of farty too. Oh, so it's like, so you're saying this is Mass I, uh... Effect Three of Mass Effect comics? Oh man, this artist totally uses Poser for. Oh no, let me. Everything. Oh, I hate that shit, man. People at home, we should, <laughs> we should. I should go back and splice in. Like, we're going to talk about comics now. Please Google everything. Google image search everything we say, so you know that's what we're my talking comic about. Well, Look no, at my that thing, picture. That's my my issue with all the Mass Effect comics has been that the art has not been. I mean, licensed comics are always tricky, but the art just hasn't been... There's so many artists who are so into Mass Effect. It's just a shame that the art just hasn't quite been... Oh, yeah, this is totally just poser. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing everything wrong with using stiff, reference, but, but like... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. Anyway, comics. yeah. So, yeah, I'm really Holy excited shit. because as soon as I leave this garbage pail, I get well, to go find a Well, the funny thing is that next week's podcast is mostly just you talking about the results of having read through this whole... Spent the whole week reading this whole know, pile man. of comics. I don't know, man. My, my relationship with comics is such that... Are you going to go out in Mount Tabor and just read this? I don't know. I'm going to go find something. It's too fucking humid. I may actually just go home. Yeah, you could read on the back porch. Yeah. Anyway, that's my big fucking pile of comics. I'm really excited about it. That's $100 of comics right I, there. um... I also bought a... I had to buy a new long box. <laughs> Fuck. I love... Wait, did you bring it with you? No. Oh, you had to wait. A new long box at the Excalibur? I did not go to the comic shop today, Bill. Like I said oh, before, that's right. I okay. bought this a couple days ago. I'm drunk. I already had some blood orange lemonade. So, the... um, uh, I love the ritual of reading pamphlets. Like, I love serialized narrative. I love going to the shop and bullshitting with the the employees and looking at other comics. I never pick up anything in Impulse. It always goes bad. See that image yeah. comic. But um, I just love the whole ritual of it and then going someplace and 
and and finding a tree and just sitting underneath and reading my comics. It's been a, it's one been one of the few rituals in my life that I've kept. Yeah, I've been doing that for you know a decade and a half now, and it feels so good and it feels like home. But I hate long boxes. I hate short boxes. And realistically, I never read these comics again. It's like such a fucking waste. I should just ball up you and just, just do trades or just do digital. But I love that ritual and I love that act so much. We should have a boy howdy mailing loop of like, <laughs> we could just like, just I like used to borrow do that. comics via the mail. I or used something. to like loan people my comics yeah. all the time and that would be my big justification for buying them. And Does now. Does really read much of this stuff? So at least you have someone some, else you can pawn some of this stuff off. She to? doesn't really. She is so particular about what she likes in comics. Yeah. Like when she finds a comic she likes she is all into it 100 she is so obsessed with delilah dirk which is this really fantastic um web adventure comic i think the trade is coming out within the next couple of months uh-huh. um from i want to say for a second but anyway it's a really great comic she's obsessed with it she's totally charmed by it the art is great the writing is fun um it's set in a cool period of time and uh, she's totally into it but that's that it's that overlap of art and style and structure that just appeals to her and she, with comics i can forgive like some things cuz i know how hard comics are to make yeah. like one of the reasons why i loved ultimate spider-man so much even though Bagley would crap out comics is because he would make draw 44 pages a month that's a lot of fucking comics and i don't and it was still he still had a lot of charm and life to his art so i could forgive that sometimes it was a little sloppy and stuff like that and you know i know how hard comics are to make so i can forgive a lot yeah that fully can't yeah fully just can't she can't turn off any part of her brain when reading comics so she has a hard time finding anything that she likes she really does so I just don't share comics with her because if there's something that really means a lot to me and it doesn't click to her, it kind of breaks my heart. Yeah. There are some comics, like, I don't think I can ever actually loan Templar to anyone. I can loan it to Dylan McConus. Dylan McConus will understand why I love Templar so much and she will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I ever actually want to make eye contact with anyone who has read Templar because it's just so, like personal it's like and... someone reading your diary well not even that it's Your just like diary. it's something that's so important to me that if that's how i feel about last of us it's like i'm incapable of criticism and i'm incapable of listening to your criticism because it means so much to me yeah or like even to some not to an extent extreme degree a six gun i love the six gun and i will gladly recommend it to lots of people because it is just empirically a fun well-made comic but i don't necessarily want to talk to anybody about it especially because they lost track of the other seven guns <laughs> And not because it's like the big that 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 like, that's a big like reveal in the last issue. It's just they actually the editors came out and said, yeah, we actually miscounted. I love comics, and reading comics is a very intimate act. To me. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I have a whole ritual. I Welcome sort to being them. one of the last generations that gets to actively I do know. this shit before it starts really get going all digital in the next ten years anyway, too. Yeah, or it turns into uh, whatever gets printed is yeah. just. It's just, you know, the, the, the whatever shows up on comics, yeah. uh, ologies just gets turned into a graphic novel. Yeah, it's yeah. just, and it makes me, I mean, like, I can't really, aff- I, in a perfect world, I would buy all the individual issues and all the trades. Yeah. And sometimes I do that, but I can't fucking afford it. You know what I would love? If, if, if you could, like, it, like if you're going to combine digital and the print stuff, if you could, like, get the uh, pamphlets on, like, comicsology for, like, super cheap. But then, like, somehow would, like, also be a lead into, like, on Amazon, I could then get, like, maybe a well, discount off of buying the graphic novel collected version Some of that comics are doing it. Like, Ultimate Spider-Man, when you buy the issue, you actually get a digital copy as well. Oh, okay, that's, which is that's smart, a good idea. Which yeah. is really smart, but... Man, I don't know. I, lo- I, I love reading digital comics. I know you because I read digital comics. But 
you know, there's just, I love the act of holding a comic. I mean, I'm such a, I can read digital books. I can like, you know, whatever. I can see movies in my, my television at home and it doesn't break my heart too much. But the act of holding a comic and feeling the paper in my hand. What's the average price of a comic these days? Four, four dollars for like, for a little floppy 24. Yeah. That's not, yeah, that's a little bit. It's concerning for double that. You can go see a movie. Then again, that's only two hours, but then again, two hours, a lot more than like. The ten minutes you say, get from reading a comic, minutes? yeah. But man, I just love <sighs> fucking nothing. Nothing feels as good as sitting in the sunshine and the grass reading a comic book. Mm-hmm. It is my number one, a good comic book, and I think that's what kind of breaks my heart sometimes. Is like when I I, I will have a stack of comics. And I'll go and I'll read the pile and maybe none of them will really be any good because yeah. it's you know or like just well that's not really off. you're not re- you're not you're not buying this shit expecting fucking Shakespeare no well see but no you want a good story but at the same time you realize it's gonna be kind of a lumpy stew of some of this stuff is gonna be good especially when, when you're buying a giant pile of comics like the you last just did. the last pile of comics I had just every issue was on its a game. And, like, I had, like, seven comics, and I read through them all, and they were all great. When oh. I read my comics, I sort them by excitement. So I read the yeah, ones that I'm least excited before, about yeah. to most excited. And when I finished, I just burst in tears. It was just so wonderful. I fucking love comics. And I don't get that with digital comics or anything like that. I don't get that intimate connection. I'm a very I'm a very lonely person. I am. And I struggle with loneliness, and I struggle with depression. And I don't feel those feelings when I consume comics when I'm sitting in the sunshine I don't feel lonely I don't feel lost I feel found and I feel safe and it's one of the best things how is is the fact that you're actually still by yourself but with other people through the comics so how much of that is a thing because it's not like a communal experience like watching you could watch TV right or movies with other people and stuff mm-hmm. like that whereas reading comics it's it's I think I don't know how's it just how's it also different than just reading books too is it just because it's it's a different format it's designs it's it is episodic and I think it is it's just the like ritual yeah, I don't okay. have rituals associated with with books that's so not so it's not necessarily true. just about the content so it's also just how you ingest it's, it yeah because yeah. I mean like for example. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with the Redwall books. And I had a ritual whenever a Redwall book came out, and they came out every year. Mm-hmm. I would um, get it the day it came out, and I would clean my closet. And I would um, uh, roll out a big sleeping bag, and mm-hmm. I'd bring in a lamp, and I'd bring my pillows in there, and I would just lock myself in my closet and read it all. And these books are like 500-page books. Yeah. And so I'd just spend the whole day just reading this book and going to this other world and being transported. And, um, and it was so, and I would do that with some other books too, but that ritual was part of that experience to me and it meant so much, but with comics are different because, you know, I know you, I would always go and get comics and go somewhere and read it and be alone. And it was just felt so safe and like, it was a place of understanding and I wouldn't think about myself or my problems. And like when I was in college, I had no friends. It was the three worst years of my life. I had literally no relationships at all besides my roommate. And um, it was the worst. And the only bright spot, the only thing I could rely on to bring me any happiness other than fucking around on the internet was going to the comic shop and picking up Ultimate Spider-Man and sitting in the sunshine. And for one moment, I didn't feel broken. I didn't feel alone. I didn't feel like a freak. I felt like just a person reading a story. And... It means everything to me. It means mm-hmm. everything to me. Comics. Comics. That's hilarious. I know, right? Waka, waka, waka. So, Bill, yeah. what else did you do this week? Uh, I played some Earthbound. Have you heard of Earthbound? 
All I know about Earthbound is this the is, cult of Earthbound. This is all I know about Earthbound, too. So this is a an old Super Nintendo game that just came out on the Wii U Virtual Console. Uh, I guess, so what I've gleaned from the internet flipping out about Earthbound, this is one of the last big Super Nintendo RPGs that ever came out. Uh, it's was designed by some crazy guy in Japan who was... His idea for Earthbound was based off of the fact that he saw some lady get raped in a movie that he shouldn't have seen when he was 12 or something like that. But somehow he turned that like that damage he got from being seeing this movie as a kid into this weird Japanese uh, role-playing game about this weird version of America. It's not called America. You're running around this world called Eagle Land. Okay. And instead of, like... This, this is what everyone always talks about the mother slash earthbound series is it's, it's a it's, it's a jrpg except instead of swords you swords you're using baseball bats right instead of magic spells you have psionic waves and energy right. and shit like that and you know like instead of visiting the inn you actually go to the hotel inside you know, you know everyone's right. like reading the newspaper and it's kind of like 1950s kind of like american it's very cute uh, i've only played like an hour of it because it is very goddamn grindy i got to the mm. first town and the first boss is this guy, this little gangster guy who's hanging out at the local arcade, and you have to beat him. And not only do you have to beat him, but he's made this giant, like, cardboard tank thing that you have to destroy, and yeah. I can't for the life of me beat him. But, like, he's surrounded by all these ninja punk, skater punk guys uh-huh. who are also dress like ninjas. And, yeah, like, I'm gonna have to grind for, like, an hour at least until I can build up my stats enough to Grinding. take out this guy. Life's but it's like, it's got nice grinding. music and stuff like that, but, yeah. like... At least I've played some Earthbound now. Yeah. I can scratch that off my video game kill list. Yep. All I know about Earthbound is the protagonist is a kid in a striped shirt and a ball cap. Yeah, that's it, yeah. He's uh, got like... Bubblegum is chewed. There's baseball bat. There's a dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the dog. When you leave your house at the beginning, the dog's asleep and you go up to walk. The walk you go up to talk to him. And he's like, oh, what do you want? I'm tired. And you're like, do you want to come with me? And he's like, I guess so if you want me to come with you. And he just kind of complains. And then after your first little mini adventure, he stays home and says, ah, your adventures are stupid. I'm staying home. So I don't know if you see him again or what. But like, I was like, okay, dog. I have a, I've been thinking a lot about Fallout this week. Yeah. Because I really love the Fallout games. I'm sure we've talked about this at length. And I love, played one when I was a kid and I really dug it. We haven't had the podcast since a new Fallout has come out, have we? Because I think we started the podcast maybe at least like maybe. Yeah, it was after Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Anyway, so Fallout means a lot to me, and I've been homesick for Fallout lately, because yeah. the Fallout universe, I've been playing it since the late 90s. And uh, so I have a wild hair, and it turns out the good old games has them for Mac. Oh, really? And I almost bought them, because it's just like 10 bucks a game. But the fact of the matter is that those games also require a fair amount of grinding. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck no. There's no easy mode you can just click on. Well, it's it not just that. When I, well, see, that was the thing. When I played it on PC, when I replayed it, I downloaded trainers, where you could just fuck with your stats and everything yeah, exactly, and just yeah. go to town. And it made the game so much better, because then I could just enjoy the fucking game, as opposed to just getting my ass handed to me by... Um, um, like death claws every ten minutes. Yeah. Well, for Mac, there's only one trainer, and it's only for um the second Fallout. So I'm like, fuck. Is that I'm gonna bad? have to buy a gaming PC. Well, I want to replay the first one. I'm gonna have to well, buy a gaming PC. Well, this is our theme of this year. So we need to buy we need just so I can play Fallout, <laughs> a game from 1997. Oh man, you know what? The more like I I keep on hoping that like the fact that uh, both the Xbox and uh, PlayStation will have. Like, like, you can just, like, self-publish to that. Yeah. Hopefully, like, maybe that means someone will just, like, quick and dirty, just, like, interplay. We'll be like, eh, let's maybe put our own uh, Fallout games you for $2. You could never play those with the, co- with the controller. Know, I know, dude. I know, I know. But, like... My dude, my friend. Ugh. Anyway, Fallout. I've been feeling homesick for Fallout. 
Yeah, you could have bought a, a tiny gaming PC for that price of that wall sconce. That's true, actually. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else, Bill? What else you do? I did nothing all this week. Orange is the I'm New done. Black. Oh, we both watched Orange is the New Black. Do you want to talk about, like... I'll, so how do you want to handle this? Well, I don't want to go into spoilers because people should just watch it. It's really charming. Oh, but I had a whole thing set up. Bill, I have not seen the last two episodes. Bill had this whole thing where he was going to make up spoilers. He was going to have a good time. Do you want to talk about it on the other side of Geek Week Review so people who don't want to be spoiled can still listen? Oh, we, we, we should do some feedback stuff, too. You want to do that at oh, the sure. end of Geek Week Review? Do that now. No, do it now. Let's go ahead and do it now. Okay. This is the worst podcast in the world. <laughs> We just argue well, about what our podcast like, should be like. We never, like, before we start recording, we never talk about what we're going to do. It's just like, okay, let's hit record. <laughs> let's talk. Uh, Sean Baca, he done emailed us. He had some feedback about Pacific Rim. He loved that big, dumb movie. I saw it on the world's biggest movie screen. Uh, I guess Australia has the world's biggest uh, IMAX screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that 90 minutes in, his eyes were getting sore, probably due to the sensory overload. Uh, the biggest gripe I have with the movie is actually the accents of the Australian Jaeger team, which yeah. makes sense. He's from Australia. Yeah. They are terrible. <laughs> the dad's was passable. He's actually American. But the son's was really bad. He's actually British. I don't understand why he... Because wasn't the guy who plays the, the main dude... He, uh-huh. he actually Australian? I but think then he he's is. Faking, or maybe he's British too. And he like... <laughs> and, then, and he and the Australian dude's son look the same. Well, Idris Elba's just... Japanese accent is also terrible, so... Does he have a... Ja- uh, that was my joke. Too. He doesn't. Um, That's my joke. As really is often the case, joke. the son's bad Australian accent sounds more like South African than anything yeah. else. It's something that's sadly common for Australian characters in a lot of non-Australian made movies. As always, I love the show and look forward to geeking out with more Corey Cast come September. Yeah. Um, P.S. Annie, if you haven't seen it yet, I love that everyone... Most people tend to write out your name as N E. That's like how I e? spell it. Online. I know. It's funny. Well, that's how you like. That's how I get people to know my name is Annie yeah, and not, not Anne. Anne. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, I really recommend checking out Luther. It's a great show, and Idris Elba gives excellent. Pl- I think that's just on Netflix too. It is. Everyone keeps telling me to watch Luther. I I've got, heard I really great things. Yeah. yeah. Um, get sing a song that. while I look up Twitter feedback. I've had the song Katie stuck in my head all week. Katie. It is a World War One song about a stuttering soldier. Oh, it is Katie. Katie, beautiful Katie. <laughs> You're the only girl that I adore. Aww. My moon shine over the I've been whistling it all week, like obnoxiously, like on the way over. Just. So, I work from home, and I work in a basement. My housemates have been gone for the last two weeks. And so, to entertain myself, I have taken to singing about buttholes. <laughs> singing what? a song about big, bouncing buttholes. I've been just luxuriating in the sound of the word buttholes. Largely because you a butthole is my cellar butthole. door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Big, bouncing buttholes. I, I caught myself doing this at 1 o'clock in the morning last night. Like, shouting singing. I've got an open window right here, so somebody in the neighborhood <laughs> must have heard, like, some fat guy going, Big, bouncing buttholes. <laughs> I like them on my face. Big, bouncing buttholes. I don't know. Uh, what was you I talking keep about? Busy, bro. <laughs> You're looking up more listener feedback. <laughs> I'm sure next week listener feedback will be maybe less portions where you guys sing. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, Hannah Groff, uh, she suggests our Jaeger name is Taco Delta, which is beautiful. 
beautiful, so good. Oh, then I fought back. I said, I, I, once Taco Delta's destroyed, our Jaeger name would be Yin's Y'all. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. I accept both of these Jaeger Actually, names. that's all the feedback we have, unless I'm forgetting something. <laughs> that's all the Twitter feedback I'm Sean seeing Baca, right now. Sean Baca, I'm so glad to hear you listening to us again, listening to our dulcet screeches. Welcome back to the fold, my I friend. I don't know if you said anything if you went to uh, Penny Arcade in Australia. Hmm. They announced that that's going to be an ongoing thing, like every year. I think that it was implied heavily. I don't know. I have, I have honestly, I have moved on from Penny Arcade. I don't, I do not consume. Oh, PAX anything. is almost like a different thing. From, I know, but, you know but I, I mean, just don't yeah. even. I used to read the comic and everything. Do you, and do you I follow Ben Cachero on Twitter? Or I do. I read okay. the Penny Arcade report. That's what I'm saying. It's like uh, the least essential part of the Penny Arcade empire right now is Penny Arcade. <laughs> it's kind of sad. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah. Video games. All right, friends, let's take a little break and we'll come back for the Geek Week interview. And after that, we will talk some spoilery Orange is the New Black spoilers. Bum, bum, bum. So during the break, me and Annie just realized in three days it's going to be August, which means that's Saints the same Row! month. Saints Row! So excited. Did so fucking see? excited. When does that come out? Like, like towards the end of the August month, 4th, though, right? I want to say. No, Not August 4th. I want to say it's the start How of excited August. are you for Pikmin? Three. They're going to hit me for a second. Every time I get a Pikmin hat in Animal Crossing, I was like, what am I going to do with this <laughs> what garbage? What the fuck is this bullshit? Have what? you been even trying to get that Nintendo stuff? I have. Well, I, I have the play coins because I walk around with my DS. So I'm like, may as well. August 29th, 2006? Wait, that's I think that's, that's the, the original, original, original Saints Row. Yeah, let's try this again. Boy. Um, Annie, sing a song. Sing a song while I'm looking up. Instead of After geek, all, we review. Step in the this right is not direction. a Oh, it's August twentieth. Twentieth. Three weeks. That's not bad. It could be terrible. You never know. The the thing that was so fun about Saints Row Three was, was the it fact that you, it was unexpected, yeah. completely unanticipated. Yeah. So if you really kind of spend all your time going, oh my god, it's gonna be the best. Even ends up being pretty good you still might be like well i'm still expecting i have an urge to play an open world game again though that sounds really good right about now yeah man i've had no games this year it's been a sad year for gaming it's been quiet like animal crossing is the only thing i've played all summer i need though i I have a big pile of games what have you played okay uh this is our video game review corner i mean seriously if you had a gun in my bioshock and tomb raider that's all like i mean those are uh, games i enjoy big heavy those are solid games i think um did i <laughs> Locking him up. Oh no! Is this one of those things where if you can't treat it well? You gotta, you, ha- you can't be, yep. be allowed to touch them with your eyeballs. It is so weird so, to think if you're looking at someone's cleavage, that's actual light bouncing off their booze right into your eyeballs. So it feels like you're physically molesting. It's them. weird that when you uh, smell someone's fart, you're actually inhaling fart particles. Well, yeah, it's actual. <laughs> anyway, hey, let's go to the Geek Week interview. Let's, <laughs> let's do that. We no. were talking about games this yeah, year. Yeah, games, games, but games. Anyway, games. video yeah, games. Video hey, games. the new royal baby name is King Candy, says <laughs> Bill. <laughs> That's Bill's really good joke. <laughs> I thought if they didn't name him King Candy, they should just call him King Ridiculous. <laughs> R-I-D-I-K-I-L-I-S. Dylan, Ridiculous. Dylan the night before was just like, they're just going to fucking call it George. Just Why call it George. Was she and George? Sure why everyone was betting on George? Why George Bush crazy? 
They're they're tempting fate. I'm trying to find my mints. <laughs> no, but like King George, they, their their history of King Georges have not ended too well. What was the last King George? What I'm pretty that? sure it was Colin First. Was it Colin Fourth? <laughs> was that his? No, that that was his kingly name. Yeah. What was his name? Oh fucking no! I'm not Lawrence. a I'm not an Anglophile. But that's a weird thing too, because just because there's there can be a difference between the king name. Uh, Maxwell Motley, tell us about this. <laughs> You're under the king's reign. <laughs> It's like a pope name. You've got your actual name, and then you've got your street name. Oh, have you seen the pictures of new pope compared to old pope? That's not like we're talking about new coke and old coke. <laughs> no, uh, the pictures of the new pope, his little throne compared to, and also his clothing and everything. Mm-hmm. What, essentially what it looks like when he's sitting on his pope throne compared yep. to the old uh, old pope. Old pope had all the big Dracula things and the big hat. <laughs> he had a golden fucking throne, pope, and he dude. was raised yeah. up. New Pope, he's just like John Paul II, where yeah. he's just all in the white. He's got, he's, got, he's got his little yarmulke yeah. on. He's just sitting in a chair, yeah. and he's not raised up. Yeah. And I was like, that's a good Pope. He was big on social justice. He worked with poverty, dude. I saw he's going to Argentina. The lion's share of EA's revenue is coming from software sold on Apple devices now. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Nuts. That's that's a big turn. I mean, EA being almost the biggest video game software company out there, right? It was. Yeah. Are they still after Activision? But still, the fact that they're getting more, they're making more money from Apple's from crappy little iOS games. Yeah. I mean, no, actually, I can't say crappy because EA's been doing pretty good. Like they put out a really good Dead Space, not mm. even a port of Dead Space, but just like a separate Dead Space game, which was actually fully functional. It's a third mm. person over the shoulder shooter that they put out for for iOS devices and stuff. But they still do have like little puzzle games and things like that. Yeah. But it's it's interesting how they have a wide breadth of different kinds of games they're putting out for portable devices. Yeah. But so specifically God, it's spinning all over the place today. I'm 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 hyperventilating. Got too many cooties in my butt. No, but like uh, it's specifically Apple devices, not just like smartphones in general. Yeah, but, but like Apple, Apple devices. That's yeah. crazy. That and that all just shows you know how much dominion Apple still has over just smartphone slash tablet market. Bill, tell me what Avatar: The Last Airbender: The Rift is. Avatar: The Last Airbender: The Rift is Gene Yang's next Avatar comic series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to come out starting next spring, I think. Mm-hmm. It moves back to uh, Republic City. It's more stuff about the founding of Republic City. Oh, cool! Specifically, supposed to be centered around Toph. Oh, that's great! So, who knows? Maybe this is about how she becomes a twelve-year-old cop. That'd be awesome. Metal I'm down cop for that. Like, yes, I don't know. So, yeah, I'm totally so, up for that. He announces it's going to be the same creative crew. It's going to be him. It's Gear Hero doing artwork again. Awesome. And it's going to be. I think Such it's going to be another comics. multi-part series. So good. Yeah. So we mentioned this in the past, but if you like Avatar, don't pick up those comics, even if you don't like comics. They're Pretty just much good. anything that's like dark, like Dark Horse. And again, that's Dark Horse again too. The Dark yeah, Horse publishes the art books. They publish the comics. Monopoly Empire ditches jail, speeds up gameplay, lets you buy McDonald's and other real world businesses, and play as a pewter Xbox 360 controller. Funny that a game designed to teach people about the perils of capitalism has now done away with the threat of going to jail. Bum, bum, bum. You know, like, uh, there was a documentary on Netflix that was a documentary just about the creation of Monopoly. Yeah. And also how Monopoly has changed from when it was created, like, in the 1930s. I think it was actually Monopoly was actually invented by some lady in the Depression when she mm-hmm. wanted to create a board game. That was still fun, but also kind of, like, was a, like a parody yeah. of all the, you know, big business shit that helped create the Depression and stuff. Right. And yeah, it's funny that here we are almost 100 years later and they're like, yep. no, we got to zoom it up. We got to make Noonan Monopoly. We're getting rid of jail. And now suddenly instead of buying Boardwalk, you can buy Burger King or like it's, it's filled with real world brand. Even on the front of the box, it says filled with all your favorite world, real world brands. Ugh. The fact that like you can buy your own brands is just mouth. like, 
God, it's just fucking terrible. And the fact that it's Monopoly being used for pretty much just like how like brand loyalty. I mean, to be fair, this is a this is a board game where you can buy like Game of Thrones Monopoly. You can buy Texas Monopoly. I know, but it's funny. They will slap. They will brand it. However, Monopoly, especially with no jail. They're trying to. Well, they they said they took out jail to speed up the game, right? Because you you get stuck in jail. You're just sitting there forever. Yeah. It's last time you played Monopoly. I don't like board games since I was two. Steve Wolfhard heard that. <laughs> that was the buzz. <laughs> the distant buzzing of Steve Wolfhard. Oh. Speaking of board games, the developer of The Doom That Came to Atlantic City, a board game that raised $123,000 last year on Kickstarter, four times what it had asked for originally, canceled development of the game after he ran out of cash. He fucked up. Bill says, you'd think that making a board game wouldn't cost that much money, especially since he was just asking for $35,000 to make the whole game in the first place. Yeah, Kickstarter just ended a year ago. You burn through all that cash, hundred twenty three thousand. Granted, it's Kickstarter, so half of that is going to taxes. Yeah. So only got you probably actually only got about twice of what he was originally asking yeah. for. Although that means that like if he's asking for thirty five thousand, he was only he could have only ever planned to use half of that for the board game anyway. So he's still getting exponentially more than he ever needed for the sport it's game. almost like making shit is difficult and expensive yeah and he just updated his kickstarter just to say you know what i just didn't anticipate how much money it would cost to make a board game and i'm ex- unexperienced it was just the biggest shoulder shrug of like i don't i yeah i gave up my job to do this now i have to go get a real job but like i would love to pay everyone back the money they gave us but yep uh, there you go yeah it's just again it, it, it's, it's one of those things where kickstarter like the creators just kind of go up well, that didn't quite work out. See, my thing, I'm really looking forward to in about five or ten years, someone writing a book about Kickstarter failures. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that when you're the failure, you're not going to talk Dylan's about it. the podcast, Dylan, she was talking about how yeah. she wants there to be a podcast that just interviews people yeah. about how, what went wrong with their, not, not from a persecutorial Persecure, yeah, but just from a... But just, like, what what happened? Like, what information can you give us to keep other people from falling, yeah. making your same mistakes? Because I've heard so many Kickstarter horror stories, and not through, like, negligence or malice. But just not from anticipating... Making stuff is hard. Yeah. It's, Especially it's hard. Like huge, and, well, the, the unfortunate thing is, is sometimes when your Kickstarter actually becomes super successful, yeah. that changes the scale of everything Absolutely. you have to do to produce, to fulfill everything for Absolutely. that Kickstarter. And it becomes a bigger situation than you ever anticipated. Yeah. And, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch Hurwitz says that Arrested Development will definitely come back for fifth season, and he's uh, he, and with all the cast filming together, unlike last time. He's also still talking about making an Arrested Development movie, despite saying the fourth season was the first act of what would have been the Arrested Development movie. Yeah, he's very specifically said it's going to be a fifth season with Netflix. It's not like he's going to suddenly try to ship, uh, chop it back to, to Fox. But yeah, he's still talking about maybe I'll still make an Arrested Development movie someday soon. So like, well, why? Like, what... What idea ha- does he have for rest development that he's just like, Man, I don't know, but this could only be a two hour film. You go yeah. pay five, eight bucks to go see it at your local fucking Cinemax or whatever the fuck. It's really weird. But I'm glad to see it looks like it really is shaping up like it's going to come back. Yeah. Which it was successful. Everyone seemed to dig it enough on Netflix. It was enjoyable. Yeah. It was not It was probably the weakest big chunk of Arrest Development. But yeah. what it was, it was about it was as good still... as you possibly expect. Yeah. And yeah. Especially considering the limitations that they had to deal with. Yeah. yeah. Like with, with, with Buster Bluth. He, he's not going to. So I was watching the Buster Bluth episode earlier this week. And they were talking about specifically he was one of the big actors that they couldn't... They only had for, like, three days. Even oh, though yeah. his episode was probably the best episode. <laughs> but like, that's like that. That's why he's specifically... You don't see Buster Blue interacting with anyone else because he's, yeah. like, on the dark side of the moon. Huh. Who would have yeah. thought that Tony Hale... What the hell else is Tony? What the hell? Yeah! 
Yeah. <sighs> the 50th anniversary Doctor Who special will air simultaneously worldwide on November 23rd. Yeah, BBC says this specifically keeps makes some people not have to worry about spoilers. Everyone will at least be spoiled at the same time. There we go. Simultaneously. And so, which I, assuming that might air, I think Doctor Who t- tends to air in the UK around 7 p.m., which means mm-hmm. it would air, I think, 11 a.m. here. Mm-hmm. Which still, if it airs on a Saturday, I think yeah. it's the 23rd is on a Saturday. It's 11 a.m. Saturday morning, Doctor Who. Doctor Who is going to be on the air. Although I'm assuming that you'd have to have BBC. Yeah, there's BBC America. So I'm going to watch it on iTunes. Yep. You're going to get spoiled anyway. Yeah. yeah. Sucker. That's going to be Saturday. I'm going to stay off the whole internet until I could, like, or a bit torn. Or I was going to say desperately look for a live stream. Yep. Oh, you know, that's actually not a bad idea. (laughs) Find it in a garbage can. The Game of the Generation edition of Saints Row 4 comes with a light-up, <laughs> rotating pedestal, and velvet bag to you heard about display this? You heard the about game this? in. I love it! It's a velvet bag to put over the game at night! Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like Saints Row! What? Are you going to get that edition? No. How do you not get that no. edition? You're loving it so much. Get that edition. No. The velvet bag. Bill, I have to save up to buy the Last of Us statue that I canceled <laughs> for my pre-order. I can't afford to spend How much money. is the Last of Us statue? Uh, the pr- the special edition, which I had pre-ordered and canceled when I was having a panic attack, was $150. That statue on eBay is, is going for about $150. You going to get it? Just the statue. What were what, what Ellie doing? Is it, no, is it, you know what? It shouldn't even be a statue of those two. It's just Ellie stealing that one porn magazine off of Bill's porn <laughs> porn stash. There's no Bear Joel kid. or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. It. Somebody's like gone through and hand painted every cover of all that <laughs> porn. Campbell's oh. debuted a new flavor of SpaghettiOs this oh. week. The first since Pizza-Os in the 80s. Cheeseburger-Os. I just, can you imagine the smell when you crack open that can? <laughs> Because it's got to be like Hamburger Helper that's been sitting in a can for six months. And it's got to be like cheesy. Like, I've seen pictures of it's all gray and yellow. Well. And it just kind of like sounds like a sneaker that's been ground up and liquefied and mixed with SpaghettiOs. <laughs> I love me some SpaghettiOs. SpaghettiOs, SpaghettiOs with bits with like Franks and yeah, hot dogs. Fucking Every once in a while I get a wild urge. Even though you know sort of you're stuff. just eating cancer. <laughs> It's fucking good, oh, man. man. Yeah, it's oh man. I there must be a whole generation. Were Lunchables a thing when you were a kid? Yes. See, you missed out on that. I watched you eat your first Lunchable when yeah, we went oh, to the Mount St. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have like, but I, I know there's a whole generation of people out there, and they're like, oh yeah, Lunchables, man. Yeah. Gotta give me one of those Lunchables. Yep. I'm gonna eat my. I'm gonna eat my comic book. Eat my comic book. Eat my comic book. Eat some. Eat What's your favorite lunchable? Was it the pizza? Uh, was it the turkey, ham and cheese? Turkey and and, and with cheese. those little meat discs. Yes, meat discs. <laughs> man, I only eat meat and disc form. Oh. The Bone Great Cow Race Artist Edition is coming out in September. Bill, was that? What's this? Wait, you're talking to me. What? Was that? What? The Bone Great Cow Race Artist I Edition. I'm a Bone fan. I am a Bone fan. No, I'm not was... big enough. To find out I, about this, I put read in the show bone notes. religiously when it was. No, this is something I've never heard about before. But I guess this is a thing a lot, like the, some comic companies have done. The artist edition of a comic is what they will do. They will just reprint the original artwork at the same At larger scale. No, not even larger scale, but the original scale it was drawn at. So nice. you pretty much get a comic that is essentially just the original, yeah. uncolored uh, artwork. Like with even all like the the, the blue race pencils and all that stuff. Does it have commentary on the pages? Too? I'm not quite sure. I think some artist editions do. Yeah, because there's not like quite a. Sure, if this will. I'm, remember, I'm trying to think. I think there's a really good League of Extraordinary Gentlemen edition artist edition. See, that, that would has be that. amazing. To I see. think um, uh, Oni is coming out with an artist edition of the first um, volume of Six Gun this fall. Of course, they haven't done an artist edition of uh, 
Scott Pilgrim. They already did the color version. Why not start doing... I think that kind of comic isn't quite... It's not quite the demographic for it. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's not quite as scholarly value. Not even that. I don't know. I think... I love Scott Pilgrim. I'm not slagging on it. And I love um, his art. Are you, are you saying but... that he just draws the same character with a different hat? <laughs> he draws so many webcomics. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Style. So the Bone Edition is coming out in September. Um, it's just the cow race. The great cow race. Interesting. It's, a graphic, just... it's, not, like, it's not like the whole collected. Yeah. It's just an excerpt. But that's, that's a good, one. Cool that's a really good one to pick if you're going to pick just one. Yeah, no, I would love to see like, a, I don't know if it's going to be like hardback. Because you think if they're going to go Usually through the is. effort or... Usually photographically reproduce every original piece of artwork you think it would be like a really nicely well produced like yeah usually they're hardback yeah it's not just going to be a floppy pamphlet but yeah we'll see it's been confirmed by Kathleen Kennedy that John Williams will be scoring <laughs> Star Wars Part 19 <laughs> if he survives long enough which planet are they going to start filming next year? That's only two years before he has to yeah. live long enough to and I mean it's John Williams technically you could just track in music from the old Star Wars movies yeah okay but because he did some he actually created some nice melodies and stuff for the prequel trilogy but George Lucas he was so weird in how he made the second yeah. two sequ- prequel movies where he was going back and refilming huge chunks of it and stuff yeah. that John Williams they, they like he, they just took a lot of the score from the Phantom Menace and just edited it back into the other two films yeah. which is they didn't do that with the first three Star Wars movies a- each of the three original Star Wars movies from the yeah, 80s they had your and... unique music that was written and recorded for those films whereas the prequels kind of got fucked up and yeah you like every like action scene in the phantom menace and revenge of the sith is like the 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 pod racing music just yeah. kind of tracked back in over it and just kind of like duel of the fates is really good so hopefully maybe this maybe this will be the last thing john williams ever does who knows but he's coming back he oh he's like a hundred he, he was old when he started writing star wars I music know. oh my god at this point i know you know what by by writing music for episode seven it's just him gonna be on the stage going the orchestra going you know whatever fucking you know the force theme play that fast <laughs> he's just like yelling fuck fuck word after fuck word fucking Leia theme the fucking force theme and what's the fucking middling shit when they're talking fuck he's, he's like in a wheelchair too he's just like fucking throwing his cane at people he's got a lightsaber cane just bashing it against shit Bill you didn't mention the most important news this week which what is happened? that Sideshow Collectibles announced a 1-6 oh, no. scale Nathan Drake Figure. Was one six scale? What's what? What is that? Like a foot? Bill, it means that it's one six actual scale. Well, if he's six feet tall, it means he a foot tall. Um, What's I he think... doing? What's so special? Is it an action figure? Well, or the a thing statue? about one six scale models, um, my wife briefly got really into them. Uh, one six scale models are like original GI Joe size. Okay, like and they've got balls, like yeah. real clothes and like super that always detailed. hang off the body kind of weird because the clothing is too thick see, and it kind of like makes no, your arms See, this is expensive stuff. Like it's really nice. Is it like Japanese? Made. Oh no, um, you said a lot it's, of it. it's, it's it's, it's what, what's the, this is the, from Shy Show Collectibles. Yeah, they tend to do. It just cracks me up because they're doing this and they have that Nathan Drake statue coming out in September, which I can't afford, but I want. Wait, didn't you say this is the Nathan Drake? No, statue? this is different. This is a one six scale. They have figure. two Nathan Drake yes. statues. Oh, there's this a statue. This in is the, the actual world, figure. In the world, there are five Nathan Drake statues. They did a vinyl toy for Uncharted Three. Well, I they love did, it. Uh, knows off the top of your head. They did a uh, Play Arts did an action figure. So Squares um, action figure studio. There's the Uncharted Three statue. There will be the sideshow statue, and there will be the Nathan Drake one six scale statue and I, or a figure. And I want them all. 
I only have the Play Arts figure. How much is gonna this? Oh, and the be? Uncharted Three statue. Uh, they only announced it. They haven't. Uh, they haven't set up pre-orders yet. But the statue. But they do have. The statue is like three hundred and fifteen dollars. It is so much fucking money. I cannot. Oh, that's the crazy one. Like even like yeah. like the soles of his boot are yeah. like like licensed. I can't afford sculptured. any of these this garbage, and I want it so bad. <laughs> just think how many copies of Uncharted Four you can buy for the cost of like just one of those statues. I know. Oh man, this garbage! That much money, Game you can just garbage. write a check for that much money to Nathan. I was no, gonna say to, to Nathan, Nolan Nathan North. Drake. Yeah, Nolan North. Can you just leave? Nathan I could Drake hire thing? a man whore to dress like Nathan Drake and pleasure me. That's what I could do with that money. Speaking of is pleasuring, Nathan, is Nathan Drake the hottest male in video games? If we're gonna define hot as both attractive and appealing, yes. If oh, I could take... What are you attractive and appealing can be two separate well, things? no, 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 no. Okay, there are people who are hot. Yeah. And then there are people who are hot. It's like, for example, Tom Hardy is hot, and half the reason why he's hot is not just that he's a beautiful piece of man meat. It's that he also has a really charming personality. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I... You wouldn't want to hang out with him, yeah. They're, like, they're basically people that you want to you wanna fucking have a beer with afterwards. Who are... Okay, who's... Who... who, who I wouldn't fucking him. have a beer with Nathan Drake afterwards. But who would you just bone? I mean, Nathan Drake is at the top of Don't the talk to me. But... Okay, well, that's... So, okay, <laughs> he's, he's, one. He's, he's the complete but package. But see, the thing is, is that it's not just that he's handsome. It's that he's charming and makes bad decisions. The one guy you would bone but not want to talk to is the fish assassin from Mass Effect, yes, right? Yes, Bill, you figured it out. Fane. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that once my wife and I were getting hot and heavy, and she looked at me and she said, I love you so much, Siha. And I pushed her <laughs> out of the bed. I pushed her out of the bed oh, and yeah. left. She could have called you Anzani. See ya. Oh my god. Our I'm trying friends. to think of who's a hot like female yeah, character. Bill, who's who's well see the thing is that's the thing. It's like there are, there are I never a lot of... you, you go off about Nathan Drake, but I never hear Nathan it. The lesbian beautiful. never flips out about the girls. Well, it's because it's the whole thing where it's it's all through the male gaze. Yeah, you don't want so... Well also Tolly's got horse feet. <laughs> So it's like, you know, it's, it's so much of the male gaze is so gross. Yeah. One of the reasons why the characters in Uncharted is are so appealing is that they're obviously all beautiful and perfect, but um, they still look like people. They just like beautiful and perfect people. Yeah. I mean, like, for example, like I would plow yeah. Joel like all day and all night, but I would not have beer with him afterwards because he's a sad, broken <laughs> human. Just put a bag on his head. You bend over, let him do have, no, have his way with your butt. No, touch his beard. <laughs> over his head bill um i mean chloe and elena are awesome characters yeah. and totally appealing and you would fuck them and have a beer with them afterwards so it's also also old yeah. sully young sully i would be the meat <laughs> in an old and young sully sandwich um oh, let's see monkey is hunky uh oh, i forgot about monkey uh i mean Ezio auditore is is a hunk I wouldn't want to hang Which out Which one him. would you want to bone, though? Young Ezio or old... Old, old Ezio. Yeah. Like, old, old Ezio? Like, Assassin's um, Creed Part middle, 3, 2? Uh, 2, 3, and Revelations. Like, in that range. Okay. Young Ezio. You gotta straighten who shit would, out. Okay, but who would you want to <coughs> be husband with? Who would you be my video a... game husband? Yeah, because that's Nathan Drake. But he's not... Actually, no. Young Sully. he might Sully. get crushed young by Sully. Boulder. Young Sully. Oh, really? You'd make young that commitment? With his, with his tank top... 
With the, like, the pilly yeah. cotton. What if you turn into a b- bad guy from R- Uncharted 3, then? And I'd be fabulously wealthy. And then you get crushed by a giant urn underwater. How does she die? <laughs> I can't even There's remember. There's something about psychotropic urn filled with water. I love Uncharted. That's all I'm gonna say. Hey, everybody, we're gonna Uncharted take a little break. Uncharted 3 is a fucking fever dream. Nope. shut up. Don't wanna hear about it. We're gonna take a little break, and we're gonna come back and talk about Orange is the New Black. If you yeah. are inclined to avoid spoilers, which I recommend, don't listen to this, my well, friends. Well, we promise we'll explain what Orange the new black is when we come back. <laughs> Okay, so to talk about Orange of the New Black, I had to go to Wikipedia and pull up the cast list because I like they only say the names of have a handful of characters. A lot of them are just like, oh, there's there's thick pregnant Latino chicks. Spoilers for Orange of the New Black. Well, we said already that really. Okay, everybody... let's explain what Orange of the New Black is in the first place because I didn't know what this was until you mentioned it to me on last week's podcast, mm-hmm. and I was like, what the hell is this bullshit? And you're like, this is my erotic fan fiction. <laughs> Orange is the new boner. So, uh, Orange is the New Black is a Netflix original series based on a book about a woman's experience in a uh, female prison. Yeah. And, and supposedly the commercials, because I've heard people complain about this, where the commercials, I guess, make it look like kind of a wacky new, like, yeah. arrest development for The ladies. trailer makes it look super goofy. And, but, I don't know what those trailers are, but the show is actually, it's more drama than comedy. And it's really well-crafted drama. Yeah. The thing about Orange is the New Black that's so fascinating is it's just about the experiences of these really disparate women. And yeah, even aside from the jail stuff because yeah. like you have all the jail stuff and then like you were saying last week every episode has some kind of character centric flashback to how that person wound up in jail and a lot of the show is just about how women just their lives yeah, and how they interact yeah their relationships yeah and, and uh, it's, it's, it's a wide cast of you've got women yeah. of different personalities different That's races the thing. Different you motives. see the sort of women that you would never see on tv yeah like the protagonist is a beautiful waspy lady whatever and her love interest is a, a beautiful white lady as well but the rest of the cast they're all really neat looking dames lots of really neat voices and great character act actors yeah. i don't want to call them because they're all young enough that you don't want to just like so oh that's a great character just actor. really but, like interesting characters yeah. and you just want to see them interact you could what's it's one of those sh- ensemble shows where you could take any two of these characters and throw them in a room together and an interesting scene is this is happen. actually one of those things where I hope this like I would love there to be at least another season or two of the show, but it's one of those things I hope they don't try to drag it out for too long mm-hmm. because like I mean you, there's always a lot of lots of crazy plot threads and stuff you can find about people in jail. Sure, but I don't I, I hope it, it never becomes popular enough that it, like they try to make it like outlive its natural life, uh, mm-hmm. storytelling life and character life. Yeah. And granted, it's jail. You could always find new excuses as to why old characters leave and you bring in new characters right. because right. you know the, the, the nature of jail is everyone's like coming and going. But it's still just like, yeah, no, I was really surprised at how much I liked the show. Especially considering I didn't even know the show existed just a week ago. I was kind of lukewarm on it at the start. Well, yeah, it, it doesn't start off. It's not like the first episode is like, yeah, this is such. Yeah. I want to want to butt well, fuck this show. And the protagonist show. is such a wiener. Mm-hmm. I have trouble watching and stories. And she kind of consistently, yeah, she becomes a lot more sympathetic. She, and stuff, oh, she. It, her, but she, you this do realize this, that she's not inherently a great person. She's no, not a terrible person, no. but she is a schmuck. I have trouble watching stories about pathetic lost white people <laughs> because it's well, a little yeah. too lonely, little too close sad, to pathetic. Home. Yeah, yeah, but um, the the her journey and uh is actually pretty interesting and really well done yeah and uh it, she's a pretty good cypher character well and this, this thing, it, though, it, but... you think the thing with this show is 
rich white lady gets sent to jail. You think she would learn all well, these hard... she's heart- not rich. You think every... Well, she's, she's rich. privileged. She lives you in Upper West Side, New York. She doesn't have to worry about a job. She's talking about like, oh, I, I don't have I don't have a real job, but maybe I'll start a soup company. She's privileged. She's idle rich. She's privileged. She's privileged. A motherfucker. They're living but, off mom and dad. That's not, that's but not necessarily But you think the like whole rich. thing would be her like learning a life lesson from the ladies in jail every episode. She <laughs> learns about life going in this jail, but it's not like this heartwarming, sentimental like... No. I learned my life lesson today. She, she gets kicked in the teeth, but it's not yeah. like even by the end of the series, it's like, it's not like the last, ep- you still haven't seen the last two episodes, mm-hmm. but it's not like the last scene is of her just standing up and saying, you guys have taught me so much about yeah. what it is to be a woman of color <laughs> or a woman of tacos or a woman <laughs> of old or whatever. You know what I mean? It's yes. not like, I know. this chick is real. Yeah. Yeah. As real as. Yes. A wacky Netflix right. dramedy it's, can be. But it's just like, interesting. Like, and the different types of people on the show are so fascinating. Like, I love... It's not often that you see trans people depicted in any sort of media. See, and you said... I heard last week, I thought you said trains. And I thought it was going to be somebody who was really into trains. And I was so disappointed. It's awesome to have a show with a trans woman played by a trans woman. Although, did you hear this? So, the guy who plays trans woman... Does that make... He's still a guy. Okay. Do you know, he has a twin brother, and the twin brother played him in the flashbacks, where he's still the firefighter guy? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they, so they, so they can come, he could come in, he looks a little more haggard, and he's yeah. got, like, the beard and everything like that. You know, I was wondering, because he was kind of shaped a little different. Yeah! Oh, it's I said that on the internet today, I was like, that son of a bitch show tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, one of the major characters is a uh, firefighter. Did they explain why this trans, Sophia is the character's yeah. name, this trans, this trans woman. Is a trans woman? I mm-hmm. I, I know trans Bill. stuff. I'm still yeah. I know Bill getting know. a hand on it. Uh, is she? Did they explain is that? Oh, she goes to jail because credit card fraud. Yeah, credit card. You card. don't really see it, but like it's yeah. they 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 talk about it, but it's not like you yeah, suddenly see her being chased by the cops. Expensive. This is the other thing too. Um, one thing about the show that's a little goofy, aside from one character, whenever you see uh, everyone's flashbacks to how they wound up in the jail. None of the characters seem to have gotten there because they actually actively just said fuck, like, like they, because they did anything wrong. It's because they were usually manipulated by a guy into fucking themselves up and ending up in jail, which is interesting. But it's funny that, like, almost none of the characters you see, it's, 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 it's so-and-so is in jail. You don't have too many of the main characters are just, yeah, I, f- I shot the motherfucker. I'm here. It's always, like, 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 Red, she's in jail because... There's always a context. I mean, there's always context. But it's, you don't see anyone say, yeah, I shoplifted that stuff, I'm here. It's, their story's never that simple. It's always, and it, I mean, it, it, it's, it's good from a dramatic point of view to see how, and that's the thing, all these girls, th- their stories outside of jail is about how much they have to sacrifice, usually for men who end up fucking them over and they end up in the jail. But it's funny that all these characters are kind of in jail because... Mm-hmm. Of dickhead guys in their lives, which is yeah. kind of weird how consistent that is. Well, Hopefully, that gets sh- shaken up a little bit in the future. I will say that all the women I've ever met who've done time—that is why. Yeah, they've always well, made except bad for the decisions. main character, she's only in jail because she got a fucked up lesbian relationship. There we go. Hey, uh, no, uh, what's her name? The um, the uh, lady with the throat tattoo and the dreadlocks. She shoplifted, but she's gonna pay everything back. Wait, why did she end up in jail? Oh, because she shoplifted. shoplifted. Which is yeah. funny, she's trying to pay stuff back, and as soon as she's spent... She's she still... immediately shoplifted. She's trying to pay the $30, but then she yeah. still has a 50-cent necklace. And then the manager is like... Uh, the cop is like, was they shoplifted? <laughs> and the cop's like, I don't, like, I don't even know. 
But no, like, Red like, goes to jail because all of the tip yeah, push. Yeah, 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 yeah. This isn't actually interesting. You know, like, you didn't think that Tip Punch was hilarious? Oh, no, I, I, I love that episode was named Tip Punch. I love the <laughs> names of these episodes. Fucksgiving, so good. Tip Punch, so oh good. My God. I love that in the descriptions they actually call Porn Stash Porn Stash. Yeah, Porn Stash. He's yeah. Porn Stash. Uh, no, but I, what I like about Sophia, I really like Sophia's character, but um, I like that she has this friendship with a nun. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this nun who's imprisoned for nuclear protesting, and she... Um, at first, the nut, the Sophia is trying to manipulate her into sharing her estrogen, but eventually they get. I do an like that conversation friendship. where she's like, yeah, th- great. she's this close. To, she thinks about getting this estrogen yeah. from this nun, and the nun's totally like, "Oh, what the fuck? You just want my drug?" Yeah. And then, like, yeah, Sophia's just like, "Well, what are you talking about? Fuck yep. you! I hate you!" Like, yeah, it's really good. I mean, I like. I think the different types of relationships on the show are really interesting. Yeah, because we see they all still haven't paired up all contexts. the characters together. It'd be kind of interesting to see. Yeah. Like, well, the weird thing, uh, fucking uh, Alex Voss. Yeah. Well, I almost consider, aside from all the evil guards, she's the closest thing the show has to a villain mm-hmm. in terms of, like, she's the one who got the, the main character in jail and stuff like that. You never get to see her really interact with any of the characters except for Chapman, which is yeah. really weird. Yeah. Like, I know she's been there see for longer than, than Chapman, but, like, I mean, even then she's just playing a game game against yeah. Pensataki, but it's so weird that she almost exists in this vacuum. It's almost like she's a figment of Chapman's imagination. You're just coming to fuck with her. Yeah. And so I, like, I think I would like that character more if you actually get to see her yeah. interact with a black if person or something like that. In that community. But she only seems to exist just to be Chapman's on and off girlfriend triangle love triangle. The shit. vibe I got from her is that she's not. She's kind of drifting through this. She doesn't make connections with people. Well, she that's that's doesn't. the whole thing of her character. Yeah. So I, I that didn't necessarily object annoy me. I'm as already much as like I, I mentioned this on Twitter. I'm already biased against her because she is the embodiment of every super codependent. Mm-hmm ex-girlfriend every uh, almost yeah. every friend i've ever had who's 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 been a lesbian has had an ex like this yeah. where it's this the forbidden fruit yeah. evil ex-girlfriend yeah who is not necessarily satan but like yeah. just still manipulative and yeah. kind of greedy but for some reason the 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 good person can't stay away from and yeah it's just like i've seen so many people fuck their own lives over for yeah. people like alex washington real life yeah. just like i just see her and i just want to reach the you tv and not just candy comes out yeah just don't hit her but just shake her it's like <laughs> you go away you leave <laughs> nice chapman alone <laughs> And uh, especially because you see Chapman, she knows she's fucking herself up by constantly being attracted to Alex, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's not like she's ignorant. I just, ah. See, I, the reason, honestly, Bill, I just like Laura Preppen's voice so much. Oh, this is the other thing. This is the other thing, I just too. can't. I love her on that 70s show. Uh-huh. I stuck together some pages of, of, <laughs> of TV Guide <laughs> back in 1985 when that show first came out. No, no, no. But she was cute on that 70s show. Yeah. Now, she, they gave her, like, this Elvira look where she's got this mm-hmm. dirty black matte hair yeah. and she's got uh-huh. this weird witchy eye yeah. makeup. Yeah, she does. And the glasses, she just looks too much like an evil lesbian fart to me. <laughs> I'm just like, she's not ugly. She just kind of looks like, there's so many other attractive ladies in this jail. This is true. This well, is I true. I mean, hit up that thick Mexican <laughs> pregnant lady. Even, or, or yeah, like, yeah, or like, even hot Nikki. Yeah. Recovering drug Oh, ads. man, she's really, she's, she also she's has got a garbage voice. truck voice. <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. Morello. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, Morello cracks me up. She's the only character, you never get to see how she wound up in jail, right? Uh, she I just keeps so. on talking about she's got this marriage. Yeah. But she's got that crazy, like, Brooklyn, like, yeah, she's I don't got, know. She's a, a Brooklyn Puerto Rican. Is that where? Oh, she's yeah. Puerto Rican. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you know her actress is from Australia? What? She's an Aussie. 
Like really? a hardcore. This is like her first thing in America she's That's ever adorable. done. She's been like on Australian soap operas and shit That's like hilarious. that. That's like, Oh my god. No, no, there are a lot of really like really neat and stunning looking women. Like what's her butt? What's her name? The character who um tries to spook the girl in the wheelchair but fails because she's just kind of intimidated. Oh, Pussy. Pussy is. Pussy <laughs> is really cute. It's not Pussy. It's French bitch. Uh, uh, no, I've gone online. Like, the, there's already fandoms. Of course, there's fandoms building up about this shit. Like, a lot of people love Pusey. She's, she's like, well, hunky. she's kind of like the most like stereotypical like black lady. She's almost like she's a black hunky. guy, except she's just. Is she even a lesbian or whatever? Uh, she, no. But she is hunky though. Yeah, she's so, not mad. She's not big, but it's funny because she's only like four feet tall. And it's like she's like Dylan size. Yeah, but like yeah, she's super. Just kind of like even Tasty is, is, is she and Tasty. Yeah. <laughs> I was just watching just for Pusey and Tasty. I mean, Tasty's funny. I mean, that's the first. Tasty's the first character that Chapman even really interacts with the jelly, like yeah. in, the, in the shower scene right at the beginning yeah. of the first episode. Yeah, Tasty's fucking like makes off with her hair and just like <laughs> fucking fried chicken and it's just like oh my god. This show is so good. But anyway, you're saying Chapman could hit up literally anyone in there yeah, except for Alice. Red, in Red, she's like, red. the blacks, they want to go chase the chicken because, oh, that's racist because you think it's fried chicken. No, it's because blacks, they think it's filled with heroin because black people are on heroin. And the Mexicans, they want to go chase the chicken because the Mexicans will drink its blood. But I just want it so I can absorb its power. <laughs> yes! That was, I think, my favorite line of the whole like, show. Stronger than all the other chickens and <laughs> absorb its power. So good. And I'm like, is that supposed to be actually so Red good. making fun of Chapman, or is that no, actually what you? It's says? genuine. It's totally genuine. Oh my Fucking god! Show. Like, Orange is the New Black is so good. It's so is, charming. As, it's really well edited. It's really nicely shot. For did you see one episode show? was shot by Nell? <laughs> by Jodie Foster. Yeah. Which episode did she do? The, I think it was like the third episode. But it's funny because then I saw like, there was an interview with the with the, the whoever's the showrunner of the show saying uh, they were asking if Jodie Foster would ever come back and they said nah she's not particularly well equipped well equipped to deal with the ardors of w- w- with with the demands of television filming so I guess Jodie Foster had some issues trying to get that episode together but I'll believe it. But yeah, no, aside from plot stuff and, and everything else aside, this show is just, just watching just for the characters to interact with Absolutely. each other. Which is, it, which is a good thing, because it's a jail. It's not like they're going out on field trips or yeah. anything like that. It's and really even the melodrama and everything aside, it's just it's just fun to see these characters just be themselves. Absolutely. Highly recommended. Good job, Netflix. Uh, fuck the guards, though. Man... Man, I just found out in the most recent episode I watched how um, uh, Sweet Hunky Guard lost his leg. Oh, because he's in the hot tub. I thought that was going to be a big piece of melodrama. You know, I love that it wasn't. And it was just like, oh. But yeah, all the guards, except, have you, uh, towards late in the season, there's also the cute new kind of Kirsten Shawl guard kind of shows up. She is cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like fucking porn stash is obviously a piece of shit. Healy. Ugh. I've met so many Healy's in my life. I don't life. think Healy's no. a good guy. See, no. That is why. No. Fuck that noise. He, why, he has good guy syndrome. By the end syndrome. of the series? He has good guy syndrome. By the end no. of the series, you'll see he's completely redeemed. I don't doubt it, but there's nothing worse than, I, a t- than a person who thinks he's a good guy. I was thrown Ugh. for a fucking loop by Healy. Because, like, he, like, he shows up, he seems like he's not necessarily a great guy, but at least he's... Ugh. He at least is friendly Nothing with Chapman. Nothing is worse than the good you guy. You think at least he's just going to be a middling kind of... The kinda... nice guy. Oh. And I was like, did they set up... Maybe I missed this, but did they set up why he hates lesbians? Because you think you'd be... Uh, if you're going to be the, in charge of a prison, 
why would you put someone in charge of a prison when that person's red button issue is lesbianism? Some people are just homophobic. Specifically, what well, he does develop a crush on Chapman, but like this fact that when he finds out like he's he's she's fooling around with Alex, that he just goes off the deep end. Which Some just people like, are crazy I mean, homophobes and are put in positions where they deal with homosexuals. Well, it didn't seem to be maybe him as being as much of a homophobe, but he also interpreted it. He really did seem it to think that maybe he and Chapman yeah. had something together. Yeah. Which, like, she even calls well, out also, when she's a Jew. He does have stuff. homophobia. But, like, that, like, I was like, cocktail. Uh, like, I didn't realize, like, what, what, what's Literally, the first shock he has with Chapman is, like, no lesbian activity or a good girl. I don't even it's, like, the first that. thing he says to And, her. like, the one thing that really makes, you know, like, the, the one thing you see that really kind of insinuates that he has, I think, for Chapman, where he tries to, like, put, like, he does the dress thing, like, oh, the red and blue dresses and stuff. But yeah. it's just kind of like, holy shit, that escalated quickly. Yeah. Is, is, is the meme there. He has nothing. Like... His life is sad. Well, All he has his, is being his, a nice his guy. His mail order bride, I which know. I thought maybe that was a joke at first, because she is from Russia, but the more you kind of realize that, like, man, yeah. that is really kind of like a mail order bride. He's a sad nothing. He has nothing. He has nothing but being a good guy. I've known so many dudes like that. I'm sure he redeems himself. And I've had relationships with good guys. Uh, but, man, it is, oof. It's oof. bad times. Woof, yeah. woof. It's so good. I fucking hate porn I stash. mean, his is the guy, the other guy with the mustaches, he's kind of funny and cool. Oh, the guy in the, the suits? The bald guy? Yeah, yeah. He means He's well. got a great mustache. I like he's even got a warm porn stash. It's great. Stash. With, like, well, the also, gray. the lady is actually really in charge of the prison is a lady. Yeah, it's, the assistant warden. Yeah, the assistant warden. I love that warden. we've never seen the warden. The warden is just he's always fucking, off he's somewhere. He's in Mexico or yeah, something golfing. like that. Yeah, golfing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I keep on thinking Healy is the warden because I from functionally, if this were a prison movie or something like Healy's that, that's running essentially the show. he's running yeah. the show. But yeah, fucking Christ, why why do they call her Crazy Eyes? Crazy Eyes, man. We watched an episode where where uh, where Jerk Butt uh, is on the radio, and uh, oh, I like when we talk about that character. He's so like <laughs> he's whatever so, the fuck. I, I wish they didn't uh, waste so much time on I him. Know. I like the fact least interesting you part were of the ta- show. Well, I mean, you were talking about when you were talking about Orange Is the New Black is. Last week, you were talking about him being kind of like the dickhead husband. But, like, I like that he's not hes not thoroughly He's evil. sympathetic. He's sympathetic, but he's the douche. He's still a yeah, douche. Yeah. Awesome I understand why he that's feels like All the like guys in the show are just, like, They're fucks. all terrible. But I don't care because I... I so no, that's fine. That, that's interesting because, like, usually so there's so many TV shows where that are about all, guys where all yeah. the women are just bitches. Yeah, I'm fine. Fucking... I'm really fine with the scale swinging the other way. And even, I feel like all the men, even though they're all pretty much they're worthless shit heels, even, they have elements of them. Yeah, even uh, even porn the stash. The guard guy. Well, he becomes a little more. Slower. Well, but even porn stash has the whole thing where he's drunk at the bar and he's like, "These women always think of me. No one asks me about my day." <laughs> like, well, I love that the two fat ladies come up to him and proposition yeah. at the bar, and he just gets all wound up about it. Like a dick from the start. <laughs> Oh man, and they almost come back, and he's just like he still goes off. I like, oh. I like this is turning us into. I like this part. I like that part. Do you like... remember the part where 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 Orange is New Black was talking to Orange is New Black, and they kissed? Remember that? Yeah, it's kind of like it's funny too, cause like they do, like I said, they do the last thing where you get to see flashbacks about how people end in jail, but you don't still haven't learned though. There were some characters you haven't seen. What like Morello? You don't know why she's into. Yeah. They haven't had an car- episode about her. But even stuff like Nicole, Nikki, mm-hmm, you haven't seen mm-hmm. exactly how. I mean, she's a. Well, see what's, she's what's a interesting is is what the world, how the world shaped them into what they are now, not yeah. necessarily literally the crimes that they did to come in prison. Oh yeah, that's what it's about, which is cool. Or like even uh, Diaz, the the, yeah. the the pregnant Latina. You mm-hmm. never like she's so her hunky. situation was she's what she's hunky. I know she's very cute. She got those. You don't want to say dick sucking lips, but she got some dick. You don't sucking. not want to say dick sucking lips. I, which is funny because I think of porn stash. I remember thinking that and porn stash says it out loud. I'm like, oh my god, I'm porn stash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
fell out of my chair. But like, well, it's, but she's got an interesting situation where uh, she's essentially raising her own sisters and brothers. Yeah. And her, her mom's a piece of shit, even though. Oh man, I can't. Like, there's something that I think is spoiled. No, her mother is fascinating. That whole speech about where her children are her hope when she treats them like shit. I know. Oh, and like, so and I, I like. It's almost one of those things where I want to make sure I'm not missing any of the characters because like the characters are so great. Um, they're also good. Say, crazy uh, eyes reciting Shakespeare. Crazy, crazy eyes, eyes in general. Oh man, I love how crazy eyes too. How quickly, like when you first see crazy eyes, it's like oh, sympathetic. Crazy eyes just turns into batch of crazy so fucking quick and then pees on the floor. <laughs> and like it's I don't give a fuck song comes oh, up and it's just like, oh my god. Yeah, that's so good. And like, well, and there's Miss Claudette. She's she's so great. Turns out she's the true villain of the show. <laughs> she stabbed that guy. Yeah. Unless she cleaned up after she stabbed that guy to fucking to death. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and, the, and the casting for the lady, they've got they got to play young version of her too. Yeah. Oh, it, like she even got like the same nose and everything yeah. like that. The fucking cast, whoever the casting director on the show, yeah, phenomenal, is just a really just good even ensemble. Like, oh, uh, who's the f- one of the interesting characters? It's easy to forget about is that when Chapman is brought in, essentially there's is it Chapman and Diaz, and there's the black lady who's the runner. I can't remember her name because no one even really says her name. She's kind of like she's kind of like in the periphery of the show of the show for the whole most of the season. It's the lady who got maybe you haven't you're you're up to the last two episodes mm-hmm. right so they mm-hmm. they did explain about how this lady she was a, a track runner mm, yeah yeah the track runner lady she's, she's yeah. brought in with chapman i can't remember her fucking name because like i said no one really talks to her enough to refer really say her name but like you see a quick flashback to her as a kid and uh, yeah she's on a playground uh messing with some uh, boy and uh, the actress they got to play her as a younger kid was just really interesting even though she's only in the show for like 30 seconds yeah and it's interesting because that character is almost like a parallel to Chapman where she's brought on the same day as Chapman. Yeah. And she's obviously dealing with the prison even worse than Chapman is because she is so asocial mm-hmm. and she's kind of haughty. And whereas Chapman's, you know, she's getting the shit beat out of her, but at least she's making friends. Yeah. Whereas this girl is just kind of like on the periphery and kind of more fucked up. But like even like, oh man, it's just fuck. It's a really well done show. It's super yeah. competent. Great choice of music. Great editing. Kazoo's for all the music is a little weird. <laughs> All right, everybody, this is the Boy Howdy no, Podcast. Good. If the main theme is fun. Actually, even the main credit thing where it's all the close-ups of the faces. Yeah, it's really good. That's just really nice. And you see ball. I can never figure out whose face is who, even the lips and stuff. I know the very last shot you see, it's it's Voyager. Yeah. Just because I know Voyager. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't even talk about Voyager's in it. She's great. She's great. Jane Wade. She did a tape punch. <laughs> so good. That titty, she go punch it. I didn't know tits could deflate like that. That's when they're alarming. fake. Fuck you, birds. <laughs> Bill Sarah, the birds. Do you have anything else to say about Orange? No, you're tired of talking about this. <laughs> I like. I talked. I like. This is the show. You brought it to me. I did. I know like, you're just like it's really good. I know. I'm just done. I have nothing else to say. It's really good. Nathan Drake were uh, a person. I'm guard. really oh, into it. I would talk for another three no, hours. We're gonna, are we gonna about talk about each individual chest? We're we gonna hair? talk about what happens next season. Like our our things, our hopes and fandoms. What we're we gonna talk about? Sure. I think Chapman learns airbending. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. This is the Boy Howdy Podcast. <laughs> I'm Andy. That's Bill. We're boyhoudypodcast.com. Um, we're at boyhoudypodcast on the Twitters. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you're so inclined to leave us a rating, um, you can contact us using our website at boyhoudypodcast.com. We'll be back next week to talk about more bullshitty garbage bullshit. Hey, Annie, would you like a uh, Hershey bar? No. That's the fuck's up my joke!
And then you say yes, and they're like, oh, can you find me one? And it's the end. <sighs> we'll be back later if Annie doesn't strangle Bill. What is he? I'm just, just stop recording. <laughs> We can't keep on doing this all day. Stare down until one of us gets up away from the recording booth. <laughs>